everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. I'm joined today by my lovely, newly returned co-podcaster from London, Nat. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I just want to warn you guys in advance, you might hear some coughing. My voice might go out. I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's not a European trip if I don't come home sick. So just throw <laughs> that out there, guys. Uh, <laughs> also, Jimin is here in spirit. In, in fact, spirit. her spirit term may just randomly decide to pop in in the middle of this podcast. So look out for that. <laughs> and we'll keep you guys on your toes. You know, like we like to keep it spicy here. I yes, I would say. Spicy. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of Espa, which was just one group of many that came back in the past couple of weeks, there were a bunch of groups that have had comebacks and or debuts. Now, no, no, we don't start with that. We start with what are you listening to? What are you? Oh. Listening? what are you? Yeah, how you? Oh, feeling okay. That? <laughs> We haven't done that in a while, I feel like, but sure. Okay. Yes. What, what have you been listening to, Nat? What have you been listening uh, to? It hasn't been K-pop. I'll be very honest with you guys. You know, for a while, I was like, am I even still into K-pop? And then honestly, I laughed and then I went and I watched like Espa's video. So it's, it's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've been listening mostly to like what I would, like I, what I label like CWWB teenage drama music. You know, you, you have your, like, One Tree Hill soundtrack. You know, you have your Buffy the Vampire Slayer soundtrack. You have your Roswell soundtrack. That's the music that speaks to me probably the most. So, like, Manchester Orchestra. I was into some Jimmy Eat World. listening to Coldplay. Listening to Kings of Leon and The Killers. And, like, you know those random songs that, like, people use for fan-made videos? You know, like, Four Blue Skies. And um, flowers for a ghost, you know, Lydia, all this kind of stuff that I've most. I, Travis, I love Travis, Mumford and Sons, you know, I just listen to all that kind of stuff, and I've been loving it. It's great. It's fine. And then, but also, I've been listening to like hip hop randomly as well a lot. But I say hip hop, but it's really just Jay Z and like Rick Ross. I don't know why. I love Rick Ross. I like. That wasn't what I was expecting to come out of your mouth, Nat, but you know, that that's fine. That's completely fine. I it's it's crazy. Like Ashi probably talk like reference this later again when we talk about like some of the comebacks. But like there is something about Rick Ross's his rhyme and his flow and his voice that work 100% for me. And so any okay. song, Purple Lamborghini, I'm a, not a star, like any song he's on, I'm like, this is like millions? Come on. Like, he's so good at it. Like, yes. <laughs> and oh, Jay- I say Jay-Z, but I mean old Jay-Z. The only new Jay-Z that I ever like actually listen to is Holy Magna Carta, Holy Grail, the Holy Grail song with Jay- Justin Timberlake. That's the only song from his life. Where is old Z- Jay-Z end for you? Blueprint 2, probably. Okay. Whatever had Dirt on Your Shoulder, that's probably like the last album from him that I actually listened to, like uh, that I actually go back to. And I don't even go back to that album. I'll be honest. I listen to, Blu- <laughs> I listen to Blueprint because Heart of the City, Ain't No Love. One of the <laughs> best songs ever created in the history of the world. Like, come on. And you don't know what you do to me. 
that sounds great. And then obviously when he got schooled by Eminem on, I can't remember the name of the album. The one, I think it's the one with Soon You'll Understand. I love that song too. Well, you know, like Big Pimp and Jay-Z, I just want to love you. Like that's, that's the Jay-Z that Hard Knock Life, like that's the Jay-Z that I just do. <laughs> I don't okay. anything after that. Um, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had to remove most of the Kanye off my Apple Music. Um, and I had to remove some of the Trey songs, too. Like, I, saw, I was reading that man's Wikipedia. I was like, I was like, you know what? A song came on. I was in a car, and the song from him came on. I was like, oh, this is a great song from Trey Songs. And I was like, wait a minute. I know this man is in some trouble. So let me go on his Wikipedia page. And I went on his Wikipedia page, and I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of defaulted that with most male rappers. I don't. Well, yeah. He's a singer, but like, oh, oh, Chase songs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Songs, yeah. But you know what? One album from Chase songs I always listen to. Well, I, I mean, I, I say always with the grace that it can change. But for now, I still listen to it. Like when it comes on, I don't look for it. But if it comes on, I will listen to it. It's Trigger because in my darkest days, I listened to a <laughs> lot of Trey songs. I don't know why, <laughs> but it had to. At that moment, I was like in my most depressed state I've ever been in my entire life. Trigger was the album that I listened to the most. So, <laughs> and it's really funny to say it's like nothing deep or you know political or like mind like you know Dido's life for rent or some shit like that. No, it's Tremaine's Trigger. Yes, no, maybe foreign. Like that whole album. Like he had a song on there where him and a girl were breaking up, and it was like this whole play, and it was like there's a lot going on. It was a great album. Wow. just Justin Bieber's on that album. I'm okay. Remix. I'm not very surprised, but yeah. And that's a sick song. So, you know, <laughs> just just to say that I have very diverse taste, guy. I don't just listen to K-pop. And I mean, if you just listen to K-pop, that's fine. That's on you. I don't care, whatever. But I listen to so many different types of music. I think it's, it's, that's a good thing. I feel like it, yeah. the, if you are listening to diverse things, that makes you appreciate K-pop even more. Yeah, because it's it's like, for me, as long as it sounds good to me, that's all I need. So I just pull from all these different sources. Some days I just listen to classical music, to be honest. Some days I just listen to like Kevin Garrett, you know, like it is some days I just listen to Beyonce, you know, it is mm. what it is on the day that I'm feeling like whatever, like I feel like an eighties kick is going to come soon. So, mm-hmm. cause I've been listening to ca- the cars drive. Mm. Like it's been like playing. Not, I actually haven't been listening to it. It's just been playing in my head all day. <laughs> so I'm kind of just like, is it? Is it? No. Is it? The, yeah, it's the cars. But yeah, I love that song. Yeah. I don't know what it is on the drive. That's <laughs> honestly, like my favorite song of the '80s. Like I love Michael. I love Madonna. I love Janet. I mean, I don't love Madonna, but you know, I love '80s Madonna. I love yeah. you know Whitney Houston is my favorite singer of all time. Yes. If you ask me what my favorite song from the '80s is, it's Drive. I don't know why. I just like that song. It like I don't. Don't even need to be in a mood. That's the, I, me. the 80s are an underrated decade musically, I feel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, like, I unmatched. It's tied for me with the 90s. Honestly, like, those mm-hmm. two are just, like, they're amazing in their own ways. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and it just went downhill from there. And I think if you like 80s music, your tastes are probably more diverse. Whereas if you like 90s music, you probably have specific genres that you just listen to. Especially if you go by like later eighty, late later nineties, like I think the beginning where it was like the eighties bled into the nineties, there was a lot more crossover. Yeah, 
but I think like, you know, hip hop and R&B kind of melded into one pot and that became its own thing. You had like rock being like its own thing, you know, like yeah. there wasn't as much like cross pollination in that sense. Cause like when I think of R&B and stuff like that, I think of like Tony Braxton's secrets, you know, I think mm. of Simon Campbell. I think of, if I think of pop, I think of Mariah Carey, you know, like, I, yeah. like, like yeah. it just seems very, very segmented, segmented. Whereas when I think of like the nineties, where you the 80s sorry where you had like so many people doing so many different things it just i don't know like it's crazy it's yeah crazy. yeah but yeah what are you listening to not a lot of songs incidentally i'm singing i'm listening to a lot of instrumental stuff like a lot of video game music <laughs> coincidentally so a lot of like vibey stuff you know sometimes you listen to like like have you ever listened to like, soundtracks yeah like instrumental totally. stuff and it just kind of gets you in the mood yeah or you're just like you're listening to a swelling intro to like a movie and you're just like relaxing and you're just there sort of thing you know it's, it, I'm, I'm all about vibes recently i feel like i'm almost like cocooning in a way mm, okay. I, I think because i i do have a couple of trips i'm doing this summer and i feel like i'm just kind of preparing myself for like the real the travel and all of the stuff that comes with it so I'm, I'm kind of in my like period of I'm just relaxing and just kind of taking things as they come so yeah I, I'm just kind of vibing oh, and you know what we gotta do what sorry Andrew. we gotta do more video games so I started watching RDC World they are awesome yes oh they are awesome. they're so funny and they're I'm very funny. like halfway in love with mark but <laughs> they were doing among us and now i want to play among us and they okay. were doing, i was watching them play uno and like it reminded me when we played uno and i won yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta play uno again because they just made it seem so much fun <laughs> yeah so we've been waiting yeah. for you to get back in that so we can like do this stuff so like now you're back mm-hmm. Yeah, we can yeah, do board games. We need more people to do Among Us for sure, though. Yeah. But yeah, they, they like the RDC one. The RDC World guys are so funny. They are very funny. Them, guys. Their anime house is what I, what got me. They're, <laughs> They're so funny. But yes, sorry. What were you saying? I don't know. I mean, the only other thing I was going to say is, other than that, I have been listening to a couple of songs from Bree Runway. Oh, I love her. Yeah, um, I, I'm starting to get into her a little bit. So, what's yeah. that song called? Oh, this is one song from her that I honestly like. I used to listen to it like, not. I mean, maybe every day. Maybe. I mean, it was a lot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brie Runway, right? Yeah, I'm starting to get into her a little bit. So, yeah, she's like, uh, she's really fun and like her what's it big racks that's what it is big racks is was a song that i listen to all the time i love it it's fun <laughs> okay well you should listen to some oh no you do listen to rena too because i feel like those two are like kind of similar to me in terms of like their pop presentation i think brie is a little bit more eclectic than rena i think rena is a little bit more like she's she's still out there but i, th- I definitely think brie is a little bit more cre- creatively out there yeah. in comparison yeah but i think like they're both doing amazing 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 oh, yeah things, i love so. them both definitely. yeah they're both a lot of fun check them out okay mm-hmm. so we don't have a poll yet guys sorry but this is like a catch-up episode guys you missed us we missed you like 
super here just to like catch up and like get into this k-pop stuff because i'm behind i'll be very honest i was away and then i was sick but i don't I'm still kind of getting my feet wet. So, like, let us get into the comebacks and the debuts. So, what? You guys did an album review? We did. We did. Who did you do an album review for? We did Espa's latest. And I'm sorry we did it without you. It's okay. But I felt like this was a good moment to get Jimin out of her boy band haze. <laughs> And I was like, let's do Espa. She was like, okay. I was like, yes. So yeah, we did Espa. And I overall, I think that we thought it was a good effort. There are definitely some songs that we liked more than others. Mm-hmm. I will say I was definitely more impressed with their overall presentation just because I was never a big fan of the Kwangya stuff. It just didn't seem very well put together. I feel like this whole concept that they've got going on of being in the real world and like this kind of like I don't know the whole spicy concept like whatever they whatever they're doing now fits them a lot better and it I don't know it seems like it makes them it shows them off more as people it gives them more personality and I'm all for it Welcome, was it Welcome to My World? Love that song. My favorite song from that. Yes. That was definitely the highlight. Mm -hmm. It's so chill. It's It's like moody. You're talking about vibes? Like that song is a whole vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've only listened to that and I've only listened to Spicy. And I did listen to two songs (laughs) randomly because they had a concert earlier this year. So they like did some pre debut stuff on it. But I didn't like any of them. It was like Hot and Sweet or Hot and Sour or something like that. And there was another song I didn't really. I wasn't really feeling anything to be honest from this era. Only welcome to this world, but I'm gonna definitely check out the album. And we also have some stuff here. I thought we could watch and like give a little bit of a review together because this is stuff that I actually haven't completely seen. Like not all of it, but it's a good way to get caught up. Sometimes it's easier to get caught up with friends, guys. <laughs> yeah, by yourself because you just you know sometimes if you do it on your own, you're just never gonna do it. So, it's never gonna happen yeah it's just never gonna happen so yes let us get into card and their comeback is icky and i hope it's better than whatever they dropped last year because i can barely remember what they dropped last year i, I, I don't yes i am okay perfect i just wanted to make sure okay let me press play let's go back to the beginning okay Ooh, there's a rat why is there a rat i kind of hope this is reggaeton oh okay maybe Kind of. Those contacts are very scary. Yeah. Although I, I get that at least that was on purpose this time. Right. I will say they know what lane they're in. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mine is like, I think my only thing with this is that the song feels kind of forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I feel like their brand is the whole Latin music thing. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with knowing what your brand is. Right. But I keep waiting for them to like kind of try something a little bit different. Honestly, I kind of like, like I liked their pre-debut stuff more than I liked their post-debut stuff. Mm. As, outside of Onana. I think that was a very basic porn song. Mm. But like, Don't Recall and Rumors are still two of the best songs. Like, I can't think of anything they've dropped since then that was better. Maybe Bomb Bomb. Uh-huh. Um, 
I think it's because this is like not even really like it has some Latin influences, but it's more hip hop. And I don't have to learn for them like at all. So that's, that's true. Yeah, I, I just don't think hip hop is the lane they should be like this hard, you know, weird thing that they're doing. I just don't think that's the lane. I think like do the Latin, do the bad buddy stuff, you know, like <laughs> give us kind of that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Why is it not? Okay, so next up is One Us with Erase Me. If it plays, it is. Yay. This is the first comeback since they lost a member. Uh, if, you could, if you could ask me what member they lost, I couldn't tell you. No, I, I, you. I, I feel like that's been happening a lot lately, though, to yeah. these boy groups. They've been losing members. But honestly, I don't think most of them have been hurt by it. I mean, they had like 11 D members to begin with. Right. This is such a boy band song. I know, but I like it. I miss it. I feel like everybody's <laughs> trying to do too much. Like, everybody's trying to be, like, you know, BTS or, like, you know, the hardcore rap gods or something. I don't know. I'm just like, you know? Yeah, like, I, I kind of like, I, I, I like how purely boy band it is. Yeah, because you, know, you don't really get a lot of that yeah. these days, especially. And, like, even the rap section was, like, much shorter than normal sometimes they want to break out like they're hip-hop gods or something i'm like bruh <laughs> you just come down <laughs> like you're only, you're only rapper because you have a deep voice okay like let's let's be real <laughs> <laughs> or you spoke english that's why you rap okay <laughs> <laughs> even like i what i appreciate is like the drop isn't the same mm-hmm. like there's a lot more singing going on in the song than mm-hmm. you know we are used to in this era. And the song's over three minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We have a bridge. Wow. It kind of reminds me of their, like, Valkyrie Twilight days, which I love. Those are my... Like, when they came out with those two songs, like, they were the first of mm-hmm. their songs, it's just magic. So I kind of like it, because then they kind of went in a weird direction after that, with, like, mm-hmm. lids and no diggity and all this... Ugh. I was a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, special. It doesn't stand out, I don't think. But it doesn't... It's, like, not a bad song. You know what I mean? So It's not. It's very yeah. pure boy band, but in a good way. Right. So this is Queen Card with Silent G Idol. And I've heard this a lot is, of people talking about it. Yeah, I heard a lot of people comparing this to Ugly. To anyone's Ugly. Oh. oh I follow the, one of the black girls who's in the Oh, okay. Like, Riri Queen on IG. Oh. Yeah. Is she, like, a model actress in Korea? She's, like, yeah, I think she, I don't know. She does, like, she's in a lot of, like, commercials and stuff. And MBs, I guess. Mm-hmm. When they want to diversify. Let's see if I can point her out. Who twerks on the runway G Idol? Ugh, I mean, okay. So I did hear this part of the song before. And I was like, it's funny that they're referencing two of the biggest black fish spaces, like, fishers in the history of the world. Kim Kardashian and Ariana Grande. <laughs> like, what? Mm, yeah. I'm like, okay. There's a lot. <laughs> they are, like, like, what I would say about Silent G Idol, at least. Okay, first of all, that was a lot of back. A lot of back. Um, and also, like, they are owning themselves in a way that a lot of these idol groups are not. And I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. They're not afraid to, like, act their age and, like... I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, Sue Young yes. being in charge of a lot of the 
the concepts and stuff. Yes. Like I know she's been criticized beside before, but I think she has a lot with a lot with them having to have concepts that aren't just like the typical. But also, too, she like I know on this song she wasn't as like dominating. Like there was a lot more balance, mm-hmm. which is surprising because like usually she has she's like huge parts of both the, the verses and the chorus and everything you know what i mean but this song was like more heavily like more like properly balanced and mm-hmm. they had the girl singing in the range which never really happens so mm-hmm. yeah good job silent g i don't i feel like it doesn't have a hook like i know the i'm a queen card is kind of considered it but if you compare it to like tomboy or like what you think about me like those were like much catchier like they were more yeah memorable. i feel like this song i'll forget it i'll remember the video a lot more than the actual yeah. song exactly so up next we have in hypen with bite me and it's just as well that Jimin's not here because she absolutely refuses to listen to In Hype In. <laughs> <laughs> Are they the ones that always have the really epic MVs? Oh, wow. This is really... No, that's 80s. I would say that's more oh, 80s. Okay. This is really dramatic. They're under High B through the Billies. They're the ones oh. that have like, from like that uh, competition show. Oh, okay. Like, lose a room or something like that, and then they were bullying one member earlier this year or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I remember now. Yeah. I forgot they were under hype. But this song is like so traditional boy band. I love it, and then the chorus hits, and I'm like, why? Like especially here. <laughs> like I can hear Justin Timberlake and JC Shazay singing that part right there. Okay, like they have <laughs> songs from N6 albums. Okay, but then the chorus hits, and I'm like, why? Uh, this is just. Like, everything is so pop. Like, I love it. <laughs> I saw that they're allowed to have them dance with women that since BTS thing. are not allowed to even come near a woman. Yeah, I was surprised by it, too. I don't think TXT have danced with girls, either. It seems like they're making them more aggressively sexual than the other two, which is right. fine. I mean, but why did you make your chorus like that? Right. <laughs> and have them dancing with these girls in these, you know... It's not even like well done. Like it's like why are they saying it so flat? Right. It's not interesting at all. I guess that part the chorus was supposed to be like the aggressive part, quote unquote, but it just sounds boring. Boring and flat. Yeah. yeah. And then the song's done. It's like such a weird song. I don't know what they were thinking. Oh, okay. I thought this was <laughs> leading up to something. Song. That was oh. not even a song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was leading up to something. Okay, it whatever. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. All right. Rude. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, this is, this is with Unforgiven. Feature not and, Rogers. They want you to remember that. Yeah. I thought I had seen this before, but I have not. Oh, wait. This is the end of the song. Why is it the end of the song? Why does it do that? It's the ghost. Right. Okay, let's start from the beginning. I hope they paid him properly. They're a billion dollar company. I mean, I noticed that like Hype especially likes putting Westerners in their video. Oh, they love white people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, look at these girls rebel in this chick establishment. Honestly, it's all these like groups trying to be more Western and be more edgy. And some people are better at this than others. (laughs) They're like, we're weird and crazy. And we're not like every other girl. But look at you. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> like, K-pop 
it should lean into the like I feel like Silent G Idol leans into the whole idea of them still being idols and singing about these things. Yeah, that's why it's a little bit more believable. But like, oh, she's ripping off know. her wings. She's not Angel anymore. Oh, I really don't like that move. That doesn't go with the music at all. Fire the choreographer. <laughs> I feel like if you watch this music video without the title, the subtitles, it's probably a better song. Like, I feel without, without the subtitles because I'm reading the subtitles and I really wish I wasn't. <laughs> I feel like the English is still bad enough. Yeah. Oh, I guess Niles is doing the guitar riff there. Okay. I was about to say, when is he coming up? <laughs> yeah, I know because he's a, he's a musician. Like he, I think he plays guitar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That happened. Uh, yeah. Next, we have Boy Next Door. And this is Zico's boy group. Okay. Right. Oh, why did it do that? Yes. So, King of the Zungle. That's the name of his company that he sold to Hybe. Yeah, this sounds like a Zico song. I like how she texted him in English. <laughs> oh my god, this is such a Block B slash Zico song. <laughs> it is. It totally is. Oh my god, Like, why? as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is a Zico song. I have to say, I do like, I kind of like the whole Big Bang, we aren't really a group that dances, although we dance sometimes type of group. Yeah. It just seems to be. Oh, does he like a little corn girl? Okay. Yeah, I was like, okay. okay. Actually, what I like about it is that it's literally like a guy writing his diary or talking to his friends. That's yeah. what it lyrically feels like. And I think that's actually like really realistic and cute. It's actually what I liked about New Jean's attention. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt so age appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then they had to go and do Cookie. <laughs> cookie was about the love of their fandom. Okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Wait, is that the girl from New Jeans in this MV? I, I, I can't tell you. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, actually. Now that I think about it, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I feel like they would be showing more close-ups if it was. Okay, that also was not a song. That was just, like, something that happened. <laughs> but okay. Was that, that like, was two, two minutes and 29 seconds? <laughs> right, that was Boy Next Door. Okay, so we've done it. Oh, you know what we didn't watch? Juhani's Freedom. Actually, I think that you would like that. Okay. It was really giving me um, Didi. Didi and Taeyang, Taeyang were like the same person. That's what oh, the song kind of felt like. Okay. Yeah, because it had like the singing, you know, you know, our, our moon loves to sing. And it had like the rap because obviously he's, he's the rapper in Monster X. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was actually really good. Like it was not surprisingly good to me because I always knew he, he was talented, but like it was really good. Okay, let's start the beginning. But it goes to a lot of places. I'm gonna let you know this from now. Okay, okay. Because what's in the beginning is definitely not in the middle. It's definitely not what's in the end. So these are two members of Monster X. This is one member, Juhani. One member. Oh, okay. But I, it's like he is a mixture of GD and Taeyang. That's what I mean. Got it. Like this part is definitely Taeyang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, very obviously. <laughs> he loves singing with the wind blowing in his hair. <laughs> And his arms stretched out wide. Like, he's, he's in Michael Jackson singing the Earth song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah, right? I see what you mean. This is actually giving me, like, um, sugar vibes, to be honest. This is a lot of whiplash. <laughs> Rap. Oh, it's a dance break, actually. It's a dance break. Because, of course, it is. I was like, you know what? Okay. You were definitely uh, a, a student at the GD Taeyang 
full of music. Okay. <laughs> Young Bay taught you up. <laughs> That's why this song is three minutes and 42 seconds, because we have a whole dance break. Kind of grows on you, though. Like, how crazy it is. Like, everything is going on, but it, it kind of feels like it flows together. Yeah, it feels like it flows more than than in hyphen song in a oh, weird way. <laughs> so that was going on. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, right. I see what you mean. Right. I see what you uh, mean. So I think the only other stuff of note really is that like you kiss and infinite, you know, way back groups are gearing up for some comebacks. I think tops. Teen Teen Top is also gearing up for a comeback, mm-hmm. uh, and Tay Young from NCT could not remember for for life of me for a second there mm-hmm. is going to have a new song out. It's going to call it be called Shalala, Shalala or something like that. I mean, we'll know when it drops. <laughs> it's coming. I mean, I know there's a lot more like Dreamcatchers coming back, and I think Very Very just came back as well, but. You know, we'll get into those when they actually come out and they have songs. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's get to the topics. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to do the speed round because it'll be very quick. And then I'll let you introduce the real topics because my throat is okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> speed round. Luna. Luna. You know, whatever it is at this moment, we don't know. Blackberry doesn't know either at this point. They've already lost five members. They've already, they have lost two more. Hyunjin and Vivi have won their suits, you know, to terminate their contracts. Who knows if they're going to join the other five girls or if they're going to like try to do something together or separate. Vivi is actually not Korean. So that could be very interesting, you know, and like, you know, how long she is able to stay in the country now that she's no longer tied to Blackberry because she needs to have a visa of sorts. So we're going to see how that goes. And I wish the best, obviously, to, you know, all the girls. But Vivi it has, holds a very special place in my heart. So, you know, for Vivi as well. Lucas. So SMB told Luke, gave a, like, an official announcement about Lucas. And they said, bye, bye, bye. I mean, not really, because apparently he's going to pursue a solo career. But he has been removed from NCT and from Wavy. But he's going to stick with the company, maybe, and focus on solo activities. I mean, they said the same thing about Jessica when she got removed from SNSD, and we know how that turned out. So who knows? They didn't mention Super M, though. So that was actually the most interesting part about that, because he's clearly and absolutely in Super M at this moment then. Mm-hmm. who knows who knows omega x you know beautiful dear men that they are are finally <laughs> free from spire who agreed to end all disputes we know they had a lot of problems with fire being a shit management company and abusive and all around pls's so it's very ha- i'm very happy for them that they're able to leave spire entertainment and that the group seems to have sort of solidified a very solid base of support now because a lot of like the people in Omega X, this is like their second chance group. So I'm really happy that they're, they haven't just disbanded and like dispersed, which is normally what would happen in this situation. They're sticking together and they have fans. So now they'll be able to go somewhere else and hopefully be able to like make music that they want to make. Yay. Brave girls are now going by BB Girls, and they have all signed with Warner Music Korea. They did leave their company, Brave Entertainment, 
earlier this year and it was like sad face emoji but also they went on on top basically so i mean what more could you ask for but they have come together they can't use brave girls because it belongs to the company i don't know why they didn't call themselves like bb or b girls or something like that like i feel like b girls sounds better than bb girls i don't know i feel like i've heard b girls before though i feel like that's taken I don't know. Okay. Makes sense. Makes Sounds sense. familiar. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason they went with this name and that they felt this name was the best name, so I'm going to trust them. <laughs> All right, so Shinwa's Shinhei Sung receives probation sentence for drunk driving case. Earlier, I think this year, there was that story how he left someplace super drunk and he took the keys for somebody else's car and left. And then he was like at a convenience store and stuff, and it was really weird. And then he was like sleeping in a parked vehicle in the middle of the road. It was like a lot was going on. And, you know, he, he never actually put out a statement. He never actually said anything about it. Shinwa and their company didn't say anything about it. Everyone was like, what? I mean, Shinwa has been very much off the radar for a while. Um, for reasons, I guess, including Eric basically going online and being like to to Dong Wan, like, so do you want to break up the group or not? After they had some altercation, I don't know. They always be fighting, so I mean, I don't know. But I'm hoping that Shin Hae-san gets the support and love and help that he needs and that he's able to come back to music and come back to his fans and Shin Hae-san can have a comeback. Because they are due. They did have a subunit, WDJ, last year, which actually made really good music. And they had, like, a, a mini little concert and stuff like that. But, you know. I mean, I, I want to see my guys again. So, we'll see. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, K-Broadway musical K-pop earns three Tony Awards, even though it was shut down prematurely. I don't understand <laughs> what that was about, to be honest. Like, it was so random. Because me, my my, me and my friends planned to go. And then it was like, oops, this is our last show. Well, I understand it wasn't like like there have been a lot of Broadway shows that have been shutting down lately just because like because of COVID like a lot of them oh I was just saying that COVID like caused a lot of the shows to like lose money and like I feel like like Fam of the Opera which has been going forever like recently closed its doors because it couldn't like make up enough money to like justify its like cost so i feel like a lot of the smaller shows were very like were very vulnerable and Mm -hmm. k-pop was a smaller show and it just wasn't it didn't have enough people seeing it for them to be like making the money that they needed to make to make up for all the money they lost during covid so basically the answer is covid (laughs) that's the short answer but yeah I feel like a lot of, like, it just wasn't even, it wasn't a good time for them to to even have a new show, really. But, yeah. But to be, but, like, but as far as the nominations thing, like, the Tonys have done this before, where they'll, like, give, like, shows nominations after they've closed, like, some sort of, like, consolation prize. I mean, I don't know. that Maybe there's a chance they could win one. I don't know what they're nominated for. So they're nominated for Best Original Score, Best mm-hmm. Choreography, and the Best Costume Design of a Musical. And apparently, like, so the uh, Helen Park, she is, would, she is the first female composer, first Asian female composer for a Broadway musical in history. 
So that puts her in the running to be the first Asian female ever to win the award, along with Max Vernon. So, I mean, there's like a lot of firsts still to be had, um, as we're seeing. And I, I do hope that they win because it had a lot of like real K-pop idols like Luna from FX, Miss A's Min, you kisses Kevin Wu and speakers Kim Bo Young. Basically, everybody who we know speaks English was in this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nicki should have been in it as well at this point, but okay, you know why not? But yeah, that's what it seems to have been. And then for the last of like the speed round, Snooper disbanded. I mean, Snooper was not like ever really a top group. They did have some good songs though. My favorite song was Platonic Love. I, it went diamond in my house, but, you know, <laughs> fans were not feeling it, unfortunately. And, you know, there's not much you can do on that regard. So, yeah, they decided to disband this year when their contracts were up. So it's unfortunate. The poor one now for them. Right. And, oh, the last of the speed round. You know, the girls are at cons this year in their quinceañera's best, their prom dress best, in their, you know, whatever Barbie wears. Funeral, funeral best. Yeah, I mean, it's it's given boring. Pretty, but boring. Like, I saw Jenny's outfit and I was like, okay, girl, sure, you want. Like, I really have anything else to say. I'm sorry, Jenny, I love you, but it's just, it's, even her, when she wore the Met Gala was really boring. So. Yeah, Rose wasn't hitting on much either. She was in all black, long, black, strappy gown. Like, girl, tell me you tried without telling me you didn't try. Like, <laughs> Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, well, that's it for the speed round. These are going to be some more of the meteor topics, I guess. Yeah! Okie dokie. So... If you remember GWSN, ex-GWSN member Mia, Mia, I guess that's her name. She was the popular one because she was like the androgynous looking one. Ah, yes, I see. Well, she did a interview with Sahi Shimbum and talked about her idol life in Korea and all the things she went through with the company. And it wasn't anything that we don't already know, but it definitely, as Asian Junkie says, reinforces everything that we pretty much assume about how these companies run these groups, specifically girl groups. She was asked, once you started training life, what was that like for you? And she said she joked with one of the members, she was speaking with them the other day, and they joked that we were in prison, weren't we? And then she said that the training wasn't what was the stressful part. It was basically the other aspects, like the restrictions on their life and the diet that they were put on. Like she said, when they would go into practice, they had to weigh themselves in front of the manager and tell them what they were going to eat. Like, I'm going to eat an apple or I'm going to eat a banana and a boiled egg. They... She thought she said she thought she might go crazy. They had no free time. Their phones were confiscated. She barely was able to talk to her family using the manager's phone. And yeah, I mean, she said that they would try to steal food. They weren't allowed to have money, but they had like allowance from their parents to, you know, and she said like, instead of talking about things that they would normally talk about, like they would like boys or clothes they would just talk about food all the time 
And basically what ended up happening was they, the last album they released was in May 2021, the Other Side of the Moon title track, Like It Hot. And their activities dried up basically due to mismanagement. And they were basically sitting in their dorms waiting. So they, all the members won their exclusive contract termination lawsuit that they filed against the company in January of this year and became free agents. But according to local media and other sources, visa-related arrangements were delayed due to the company's oversight and resulted in them being treated as illegal residents. And she said that she, they did end up overstaying illegally, but, you know, she doesn't really know what goes on inside the company. So she's basically signed with a Japanese agency and she's making a fresh start and she wants to try to do some acting and modeling. But, you know, that's, you know, she tries to keep in touch with some of the other members here and there. But yeah, basically that is what happened with GWSN. And like I said, it's nothing really new, but I think for anybody that goes in and and thinks that these trainees have this kind of like wonderful like life or, you know, that have this kind of charmed life or, you know, you're, you're basically just being willfully ignorant at this point. Like if, even if you read Jessica's book, like she'll tell you (laughs) that like she even dropped enough information in her book, like to let you know, like this is, very restrictive behavior by their managers and you know they aren't really treated like human beings so i'm glad she was able to kind of come out and talk a little bit about that yeah well i i really have much to add i mean r.i.p to girls in the park they were like a pretty decent group obviously from a very small company they didn't have the budget but they had something different about them and it's it's unfortunate. I was rooting for them. It's good that she's able to go home and she doesn't seem to have like very like hatred filled feelings to her career or anything like that. You know, it just seems like, well, this is how things work. And now I'm in Japan. I'm back home and I'm going to continue my solo career. And, you know, good for her that she's able to do that. I mean, it's unfortunate some of the girls probably are not going to be able to do that. But <clears throat> at least she's able to make something out of this. So. Um. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Uh, so what's next? So next, <laughs> Bong Chan apologizes for some comments that he made on a live stream about some juniors that did not greet him properly. So the whole thing started when a fan asked him about the special music bank show in Paris, and he started talking about the experience and then started talking about juniors and greetings. And the thing is, is that it seems like he wasn't even very, like, upset or anything about it. It was just, you know, kind of a offhand comment. But apparently his fandom decided to go on a witch hunt and decided that Ivy were the ones that were, that did not greet him properly even though there is no real evidence that it was ivy or there's no evidence pointing to ivy it was just kind of decided it was them so after 
Korean netizens ironically criticized him for obsessing over this and maybe not understanding the greeting culture and coming off as an annoying slash overbearing senior type, he issued an apology. So he basically said, I'm sorry for the offense of the comments. I would like to mention it was not my intention to specify certain artists. May I express my deepest apologies. I'll be more cautious of what I say. So, yeah, this was kind of careless by Bong Chan. Yes. Not going to lie, because you should know that these fans are going to hear that someone didn't greet him be like, oh, well, who was it? You know, oh, is I, you know, of course, and especially if it was a girl group, like they're just looking to, you know, witch hunt them. So luckily it seems like it didn't get too out of hand before he was able to, and even Koreans, netizens were like, dude, like calm down. Like it's not that big of a deal. So yeah, luckily this whole thing was kind of, you know, it was kind of calmed down and nothing like bad happened to Ivy or any of the members as a result. So yeah. Any comments or so there was, yes. there was, I know people, their fans, like this, some certain stays, I guess, were going to Ivy's Instagram and leaving like really weird comments and stuff like that and spamming mm. them. So there was sort of like, there was actual like action that had been taken by the fans, which is why he had to put out this apology. Mm. But also like, my whole thing is, yeah, it's careless. Like, you know, your friends are crazy. Like you guys know at this point that K-pop's a cult. You guys are all cult leaders. Like you have to be very careful with the way that you speak to these people because like one offhanded random you know like very generic comments and there were so many tiktok videos showing proof of ivy like not bowing back to them and you know like i saw this one with this white girl who was like trying to like she's like oh let's let's play detective and and you know figure it out and like she was like mentioning groups and like crossing them off of these like imaginary lists and it's like yeah you know your fans are crazy you know this so like you can't just be out here talking about oh certain juniors don't bow to us because people will like project onto that and they will go after these people because they feel like i need to protect my group i need to protect my opa from what i don't know like is there like a bowing like demon or something like that that like attacks people if people don't bow to them i don't know like it just seems really weird and it's it, it was a lot more international fans who just were not minding their business who were like oh but it's korean culture are you korean you know nancy from nantucket like are you korean because i last time i checked you were not so i don't know I, I I just thought it was very very careless and you know me yeah. i love me some bang chan but like i was like ooh, this this was not the wave, sir. Mm-mm. This just was not. So, yeah, I'm happy he, like, I'm happy he put up the apology because I know a lot of people were like, oh, he had to do it or he didn't really. I'm like, no, he knew he knew he fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like, he yeah no. <laughs> he knew what he did was wrong. So, yeah, that's something that just he had to do. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Else? Any other comments? No, let's move on. So the sixth topic is about the Lee Sung-gi Crisis Prevention Act. That's the bill that was recently passed to protect underage artists in Korean entertainment. And 
it looks like there are now five Korean music associations that are opposing that act. Of course, the system is, you know, currently they want to change it so that these underage artists are not working for as long per day and have more protections against them. But according to the Korean Entertainment Producers Association, Korea Entertainment Management Association, Recording Industry Association of Korea, Record Label Industry Association of Korea, and Korea Music Content Association, they have stated that the revision limits work hours for teenage celebrities by subdividing age limits, which turns a blind eye to reality. They added that the revision is a bill to hinder the pop culture industry from advancing. Their arguments for deleting this part of the amendment effectively amounts to concern trolling for the ambitions of minors and whining about their profits. This is Asian junkies comments there. But basically, they're saying that the industry has compiled with the law's limit on working hours for teenagers under the age of 15. They're basically saying that any additional regulations are unnecessary and will hurt the activities of idol groups and will weaken the competitiveness of the pop culture industry. It's unfair that other non-celebrity students can study until late at night, but teenagers who want to grow into worldwide pop artists are not allowed to do the activities that they want. The five organizations are currently requesting that the age limit clause in question to be deleted, as well as a discussion with the industry regarding other clauses. So, you know, I feel like they have a point there about, you know, kids being able to study till late at night, but not being able to like train. I kind of think that they got a point there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah I, it, it is, but that just proves it's a systematic problem. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, over here, they're trying to bring back child labor. So, I mean, I'm yeah. not, <laughs> like, I'm against child labor, everybody. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I, was, I, think, I think when I say that, like, when I say they have a point, I explicit, like, I literally just mean that, like, yeah, maybe you should fix right, the other right, thing. Right, like, you know, you're right. I'm saying, let K-pop manage this. I'm saying, like, just right, right. Mm-hmm. Cause it is a problem that kids are literally going from school to whatever lessons to training, study schools and whatever. And like literally their whole, like they get maybe two hours of sleep before they have to get back up to go to school. Like it's crazy how competitive education is, especially mm-hmm. for a country that's so big on nepotism. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, and like, mm-hmm the what two percent or one percent that actually goes to a good school who are not like from super wealthy families like i don't know but this is still shit (laughs) fix the industry fix the industry please children should not like i mean i understand new jeans is on times thing you know as like innovators or whatever whatever they whatever they gave them saying that they were global sensations, even though new jeans is not a global freaking sensation. New jeans is only popular. It's like mostly only popular in Korea. Like at least, at least Blackpink have international status. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like new jeans does not. I have like, people in real life talk to me about Blackpink. Yeah, right. <laughs> people in real life don't talk to me about literally any other K-pop group. So. Right. 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 So I don't know. I just, I feel like time given it to new jeans is like a, it's the same it's the same it's it's kind of in line with danielle singing the little mermaid theme you know like you know that somebody in in the high 
office had connections and, and made that all happen more so than it was actually earned because i listened to the song i listened to her version of a part of your world and it was not good so yeah hello hello Ash? hello i think it was- yeah i don't know i just kind of feel like they want what new jeans have and now that we have baby monster also being like with a median of like 15 or something like that with the youngest member being 13 we're gonna see a lot more very young idols and so they're trying to like nip this in the bud before that so that they can make that a trend again yeah are we segueing into baby monster now okay (laughs) Well, you know, they revealed the lineup. The twist is that there is a 13-year-old member from Thailand and a median age of 15. Oh, wow. Wait, is Baby Monster not... I thought it was. I thought Baby Monster was Japanese. I didn't know Baby Monster was Korean. It's Korean, Japanese, and there's... You're probably thinking of... Thai, two Thai members. Baby Metal. Yeah, baby Metal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> wow 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 am i shocked no i actually have okay i have some takes on this because first it's young young so you already knew what it was gonna be but also the fact that the youngest member is from thailand i got so many thoughts about that because i just feel like that's i feel like you almost I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say that this is like a thing. Cause I don't know necessarily think it is, but I do think it is interesting to think about the optics of that. Like, you, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, I, I the youngest member coming from like, relatively speaking, the most like disadvantaged country. I mean, if you compare Korea and Japan to Thailand, the economies are like totally right. different. Right. Like I've literally had like, I've literally like watched videos where Japanese people were like, I would never go to Thailand on vacation because it's like it's like Brazil, as if to say like Brazil's like a like a really like scary place to be and like a dangerous mm-hmm. place, you know? So, <laughs> so oh my god. I was gonna say, what is is someone's alarm going up? Um I don't know like why it's like they're coming through right now. But yeah, so do y'all get what I mean though? Yeah. Like it, it yeah. just seems weird that like the one Southeast Asian country has like the little Yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Bam Bam coming over as such a baby, you know, as well too. Um and like being basically the breadwinner of his family at that like when he debuted. I'm not even gonna hold you, it's it's very predatory. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't know. I just kind of feel like <laughs> that's good for them. I mean, uh, they're just gonna get the new jeans treatment from me. I'm sorry. Beautiful yeah, like, yeah. I, I just it. can't imagine what they're gonna do with them. That's gonna be a f- that is gonna be appropriate, oh, knowing God. that company. I mean, how do we know this man's not looking for a new wife at this point? Like, ew. Like, I just don't. I don't yeah. understand what you why you would debut thirteen year old unless you're gonna do like a very young kid bops kind of version of stuff. And this is YG, so they're not doing kid bops. So, like, at this point, what you're gonna have them do songs like Whistle and Boombaya? I don't buy it. Well here well here are the members. We have Ayun, who is from Korea, she's fifteen. Ruka, who's from Japan, she's the oldest at twenty. Then we have Chiquita from Thailand. Yeah, she's the oldest. She's like the oldest by a mile. Then we have Chiquita from Thailand, she's thirteen. Haram Haram from Korea, she's fifteen. 
Farida from Thailand, she's 17. Aurora from Korea, she's 14. And Aza from Japan, she's okay, 16. Okay, no, no, no. You need, he needs to get rid of this 20-year-old. I'm sorry, like, you... You know, that's a weird age gap. I, I noticed that too. I was like, 20 to 17 is really different. That's it is like, really different. That's like three generations right there. Like I like I feel like what you're going through at 13 is very different from what you're going through at 17 from this is very different from what you're going through at 20. Like that doesn't even, 20, yeah. that doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense. And and honestly, I understand like I understand people like audition for various reasons. You don't know what kind of group you're gonna end up oh, in. And when you debut, it's not necessarily like you can really say no. But I will say that I would feel weird like as a twenty year old debuting with a thirteen year old. Especially like if not knowing the concept, but like knowing that it's not gonna be kids bop, I'd feel yeah, really and weird. And then knowing too that you're the younger members are literally just all gonna be more popular than you because they're younger members. That's actually you know, it's funny you say that because like I don't know if I've noticed a phenomenon with other groups, but weirdly, I've noticed it heavily with BCS. Like, Magni Line is obviously the by far the most popular of the group. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, oh, there's a topic that we got. Okay, sorry. Continue. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically right. it. <laughs> I mean, unless there's something else you guys want to mention as far as this group. Obviously, this is his his re- reaction to new jeans. So that's what we're going to get. I'm not looking forward to this group debuting and I will like Nat said, I will treat them how I treat new jeans and like avoid it as much as possible. So, I mean, yeah. you know, my thing on new jeans is beautiful. Yeah. They, they make some bobs, not going to lie. But do I want to know their names? No. Do I want to know what they're doing, what they're wearing? No, I don't care. They're 12. I'm sorry. I just don't care. I just I just don't care. So, just give me the bops and I'll go about my business. I'm not trying to get in. I don't want a bias. I'm sorry. Don't ask me a bias in any of these young kid groups. It's just weird. But yes, what mm-hmm. is the next topic? So... Teen Top's leader, CAP, is in trouble. He was removed from the group ahead of their upcoming comeback, their reunion, basically. And he's issued an apology. He's under fire for a live stream in which he was smoking, cursing at commenters, and threatening not to do the comeback. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> basically, he... This is some of like what he said. So... He he was upset because he was telling off people to say he shouldn't smoke. And he was like saying, just now during the broadcast, I smoked. So there were comments asking me if I should not could not smoke during my live stream. You know what's annoying about this? First of all, people who don't usually watch my stream are suddenly watching because Team Top is making a comeback and saying I shouldn't do that. And I honestly hate that kind of bullshit. Why do people come and spout that bullshit at me? Usually don't consume my content. But when I think about it, it's because I'm part of a group and I think I may hurt the group. If that's the case and you don't like me, you should have said something before I went to the military or at least six months ago. This also might sound like it's coming from nowhere, but fuck it. I'm thinking of just not participating in the comeback. My contract ends in July anyways. So after all of that, Top Media issued an apology for his actions, saying they would like to apologize for causing concern to fans and many others regarding inappropriate words and actions of our artist CAP during the live broadcast. 
And then they announced the CAP would be withdrawing um, from the comeback altogether. He also released a apology saying that he wanted to apologize for his words and actions. He felt for a long time I was wearing clothes that didn't fit. I wanted to take those clothes off now, so I ended up committing improper actions. It's my fault and negligence without any rooms for excuses. I hope there'll be no further harm to team top members. He called them as, he called them is closer than even brothers. And basically, kind of the sense is that he didn't really want to, was never really into the idol thing and was kind of kind of manifest not being in the group, which basically came true. And apparently someone pulled up, well, Asian Junkie pulled up a past video of him on a variety show where he made a misogynistic comment about how he will raise his daughter. So he has apparently this is not the oh, first time he says he something. Said he flapper? I don't know because I have not okay. watched it, but it may that have been, been the guy uh, who's like, yeah, if his daughter talks back to him or whatever, he's gonna hit her or something like that. And everyone's like, oh, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the sense is is that he he really didn't want to just it was over it and was just kind of you know, deep down, he just was, wanted to kind of, I mean, he, I don't know, would you? kind of right, though, like, he's like, I've been streaming all this time and nobody's here, but as soon as we announce a comeback, oh, every, every all the bitches are here. Like, I can see why he'd be kind of cheese, especially if he does smoke and do this kind of stuff on his normal streams. Like, I don't know what his normal stream from him is mm. like, you know? But also, I mean, if you didn't want to be in the group, just said you didn't want to be in the group. Like, you didn't have to do all of this. Like, it just seemed kind of like overkill, especially knowing like what being an idol means in terms of like your behavior. It's actually yeah. like really it's enough for everybody right, else. Right. Like, you the know, thing is, like if you don't want to be an idol, don't be an idol. Get out of the group, withdraw, do all that kind of stuff. Don't come on here and then like make a mess of yourself because it will reflect on the group and you know it will so yeah I, I mean I think it's like kind of funny but also kind of just like pathetic I guess I don't know I really know who this man is to be honest so I don't <laughs> sorry to I mean at least he's free now yeah. so he doesn't and have to deal with it you know on his stream who watches stream normally if they still want to be his fan, yeah. you know, and he can smoke and do whatever he wants there. <laughs> You're free, bird. All right. Yes. Moving on. God, I hope I'm saying this right. Yeah, Elast? I don't know. Elast? Okay. Elast. American tour has been a complete Absolutely. mess. And now... And, and we're hard. Well... Apparently, their organizers, MC Entertainment, have not been putting this tour together very well. Their concerts have been late. One fan basically called them out on Twitter and said the concert was three hours late tonight. No meet and greet, no high touch, no merch we paid for, and no selfies. Elast literally left the venue crying. 
MCE K-pop scammed all of us in LA tonight. Request a refund ASAP or don't buy tickets. And apparently there are reports of members leaving the venues crying thanks to think due to things not working out. And then the next night at the Atlanta stop, their show was actually canceled because the company said the stage was, was unsafe. And it actually like they were living in their seats. Yes. I think like the early arrivals for like the high touch and all that kind of stuff. Like they were literally sitting there and then they came out like, so unfortunately the concert's not gonna happen. And they're like, wait, what what do you mean? They're like, well, the stage is not safe. Which was actually a stage <laughs> that was set up in a venue that was meant for a wedding. Yes. With a small, small ass stage that was just plopped down in the middle of the of the big room that was meant for like a wedding to take place. So they didn't even get the proper venue. And then apparently they were doing stuff during the fan sign where they were like trying to dance and and then they ELAS members apparently apologized to fans and told them to ask for refunds and so essentially they released a statement canceling their New York date as MC Entertainment had unilaterally canceled it the day before. The company explained that everything from flight tickets to accommodations weren't met. And in addition to the stuff already reviewed and concluded by saying that they're taking legal action. New York was the final stop, by the way. So basically they're saying MC has not fulfilled parts of their contract. They didn't book airplane tickets or hotel rooms, didn't make proper preparations in advance, pressured them to hold concerts at venues where it would be impossible to hold a concert. And they are now suing them because it's been a whole mess. Right. So, and you know, what's funny is didn't Luna have issues when they were touring in the US? Yeah, but their issues were more like they were nonstop to the point where the girls were literally falling apart. Oh, it wasn't organizational. Because really, I feel like I've heard about it. Was I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, what I remember like mostly from their concert was that it was just really rushed, and like there were they jammed mm. a lot of the dates in together, and then the girls had like cleaned them right after, before, or whatever. So they were just like on the move, go, 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 and then the girls started getting injured, and they didn't have all the members, and then there was all that problem with Chew at the beginning too. Like she, because she wasn't a part of it, so it was just like, yeah, it was a mess. I feel like this is something that tends to happen though with like smaller groups in the U.S. I feel like we keep hearing about them having issues, and I guess that makes sense. If with smaller companies, they may not be equipped or have the experience to deal with, you know, touring in another country or you know having to get the correct visas and, and all of this and or even just organizing things properly and then you get situations like this where it's just like they have fans that want to come see them and and then they can't because everything is just disorganized and a mess the crazy thing is about um, this is that i remember years ago when there were other like like some of the og like black people like k-pop fans in the space i can remember i think it was like mr coco now or something like that i don't know He's a gamer now, but he used to have like, um, sort of like a Korean entertainment kind of company thingy going on. And he had tried to get like artists over here and I was just like, but like, 
basically he was like, if you're black, they're just not going to talk to you. And I'm like, you know, what's crazy about all of this is that like, I know so many black people in the space who could probably have handled a tour like this, like properly, professionally with no complaints, but mm-hmm. there's so much gatekeeping that it's just like, they'll go to certain people and, you know, with connections and things like that. And then you have all of these complaints because it, it definitely isn't the first tour that we've heard of with problems. It's not going to be the last tour that we're going to hear about problems, especially from small companies that don't have money. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, the fact that you go to a concert that you paid probably like 50, 60 bucks to see plus the high touch and all that kind of shit that you got. And literally you're sitting there and they're like, the stage is not safe. So we're going to cancel this concert. Like what? <laughs> I would burn everything down. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> especially if it's like a group that I want to see, that's like a small group like this, where it's like really hard to see them internationally. Yeah. We, we're we're going to fight right now. So I don't know. I, I do feel bad for Elast and their fans. I wonder if they're called Elast. What's their fans called? I just saw I just saw Elast. I just on the thing she just said Elast are upset. Oh so I don't know if the fans are called Elast. Oh that Lord of the Ring character. I mean it's similar to it. But so L L from the group's name Elast and Ring as a reference to how fans only ring and respond to Elast. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Well, All right. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Fifty Fifty breaks Blackpink's record on Billboard's Hot 100 for longest charting K-pop girl group song. I um, mean, what do they say? Green Yokshi. <laughs> and it's the ninth consecutive week of the Hot 100. Cupid has held steady at number 18. The previous record belonged to Blackpink and Selena Gomez's high hit Ice Cream, which spent eight weeks on the chart back in 2020. So it's the first non-collab girl group song to break the top 20 of the Hot 100. And now it's the first one to remain in the top 20 for three weeks straight. It's climbing up Billboard's pop airplay chart. It's been playing on mainstream top 40 stations. It rose to number 30 on the second consecutive week on the chart. Only three other K-pop girl groups have ever spent two consecutive weeks on the pop airplay chart to date. Blackpink with Ice Cream and Pink Venom, Luna with Star, and Twice with The Feels. Additionally, 5050 spent a third consecutive week on Billboard's Artist 100 and number 62, making them only the sixth gold group to chart for three weeks after Blackpink, Twice, Itzy, Espa, and Lesseferum. Finally, Cupid took number three on Billboard's World Digital Song Sales Chart and number 22 on the main digital sales chart, in addition to hitting number one on the global excluding U.S. chart and number two on the global 200. Good for them. I mean... this is what you would call organic people like it Mm -hmm. they listen to it they don't sit in front of a computer streaming nonstop. i like to see it i like to see talent win sometimes any other comments Mm -hmm. oh um yes they their song is great (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know, Nat, you weren't there, but me and Ash did a new segment on Patreon, which for the listeners out there, you know, subscribe to our Patreon, not your average notices or Patreon. 
Um, we did an episode about like trending like TikTok songs. We'll explain it later. And we listened to this one and I'm like, yeah, this one deserves to be <laughs> where oh, it's at. Like that their um Cupid deserves to be where it's at. Okay. So yeah, good for them. I don't have TikTok, so that would be a very interesting segment to listen to. All right. Okay. Okay. So Nat, you may have to explain this one because I I don't think I get oh, I the I the backstory. Um, oh, did you add Jane these Adam? to Oh, I know that one though. Oh, I did. I did. Okay. I didn't know we were already at the BTS segment. Yes. Oh, I, wow. knew, I knew about this one because even though I was in Europe, I I follow enough Agassiz to always be up to date on the foolery and the tomfoolery. So. <laughs> Yes. So let's start the first story. The first story in our BTS corner, <laughs> uh, which is, I feel like over the next couple months, we'll probably not even have a BTS corner anymore because they'll just stop doing things. I don't know. Maybe armies will finally become obsolete. But it's armies. Armies are beefing with the I Got Sevens. Now, what? Not, not really the I Got Sevens as much as Got Seven. Okay, armies are beefing with God Seven because the God Seven members went and all got tattoos. Well, I don't know if they all did it or if it, it was, was just like Mark, Bam Bam and Bam, Bam Mark. Yeah, it was Mark and Bam Bam so far. Yeah. Okay. Mark and Bam Bam got sevens tatted on their backs, and you know that's makes sense. Their group is literally called God Seven. There's seven members. Makes total sense. Well, the little sevens or the, the what, do you, what do we want to call those? Like seven superscripts? <laughs> <They're not. laughs> to the seventh seven power. power. To the seventh power. <laughs> <laughs> they got upset about this because I, I, from what I can see, they think that GOT7 is plagiarizing BTS or copying BTS because BTS had an album with, called Map of the Soul 7 with a 7 on it. And ever since that that album came out, they've been using that like 7 superscript and, you know, their like usernames and stuff. And so one of the tweets going viral about this, it's like a tweet of a screenshot of three separate or two BTS stands saying, you know, crying emoji, so unoriginal. Like, are you not embarrassed crying emoji? They really couldn't come up with something more intimate and unique for their tattoos. And I, I thought this was very amusing because it is actually kind of rare to see Agassi or I got, or really BTS stands like armies beefing with got seven or really even talking about got seven. And especially because like got seven did like all, like a lot of the members have relationships with BTS members, like literally Bam Bam and Yugyum are in 97 line. And then Jackson was, had that weird relationship with RM that we're never going to talk about again because it was very strange. (laughs) And, and, and also Suga, if I'm not mistaken, to some extent had some crossovers there. And I think JB. Suga and Jin Young, like Suga was at the premiere for his movie or something like that. It was like really strange. Cause I was like, I don't do this. Do these people even know each other? Like, you know what? I remember yeah. specifically because I put out a tweet and I was like, they must have the most awkward conversations because those are two people who don't even like to speak to people. So like, how, like, what do they even talk about to be close enough for that to happen? They're disliking other strange. But it's just so funny because it's just like, 
you don't own the number seven. Like, what, you know, they own the number seven. Like, they own behind the scenes. You can't use BTS for not, behind the scenes anymore. But not that this, not that this justifies it. But didn't some of the guys in BTS also get the number seven tattooed on them? Something? I don't know anything about that because honestly, I haven't really like caught up with BTS. I thought before. I read that somewhere that a few of them had gotten the number seven tattooed in, in like I mean, certain places. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, girly. Whose microphone is out of control? Yeah. Is Jay here? Oh, oh Hi, Jay. How did I know? Yeah. I didn't even have a look. Jay, do you do you hear this like this you know ridiculousness coming out of Army's mouths about how BTS owns the number seven? So God Seven can't I use it. Yeah. What do we yeah. think? Number seven. Are they the only ones that can get attacked? Did we do a poll in this episode? No, No, we didn't. We were waiting for you. That poll question. Yes. Yeah, the poll question is, does BTS own the number? I hope we do so many BTS polls. It's so funny, but like, I like it. Whatever. But yeah, so that was like the first thing. So yeah, I mean, this is just so ridiculous. And it's like, they do this all the time, but I found this one particularly interesting just because BTS does have very close relationships with GOT7. And really JYP like idols in general. So it's just very strange to me that like years ago, but you know what? I saw the writing on the wall, right? I really do think I saw the writing on the wall because years ago, I do remember when BTS started to blow up a little bit, people started calling Jackson like a leech off of RM, which I thought was very strange because I was like, it's not like Jackson's not successful in his right. own right. You know, like I would say like individually, Jackson probably is more well-known than RM individually. I mean, that man. I don't know. Would you, who would disagree? Based on his, the like checks he gets from like what Fendi and all them alcohol and every, anything in China, anything you can sell in China, he is the face of it. I would agree. I personally would agree in that extent because i feel like rm is popular obviously but jackson has a star appeal and he's he's like an actual like i feel like he's more of an actual celebrity yeah i feel like he gets around in the the industry coachella and with head on the clouds and all this kind of stuff too like and you know with sierra uh, and randomly collabing with sierra that's really funny well i just think he is he he definitely feels like more of a celebrity well speaking of collapse i am sure you all have heard (laughs) the news bts jimin has been invited to feature on a song for the new fast x movie the song will be called angel part one and it will include nle choppa whoever that is kodak black jimin of bts Jake and Mooney Long. And I thought I read somewhere Sierra. I don't really understand. I don't know what we're supposed to be getting out of this. I did put the link in the doc of like the video trailer. 
y'all want to how about we watch it and then and then give some feedback does everybody oh, have it here, open? i have a watch together for our future so let me pull up the link and i will put it in there actually let me share the watch together first. okay cool so i think we should watch this i think kind of get a vibe of what's going to be happening in this soundtrack Hmm. I already heard it, so it's no. Oh, oh. Have Jay, have you heard it? Oh, you haven't, Nat. Okay, good. No, I haven't heard it. Okay, well, we'll hear it together. Nat, just put, mm-hmm. put the watch together and the new watch together. Oh, the computer's so slow. I don't know what is going on here. That's how it. Be. I thought Snooper already disbanded. No, they disbanded officially this year. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, it's like the group of like they were actors first, and then they were like idols on the side. Because one of them was like, I think that might oh, be the really? one. It was like Super Five or something like that, and that might be another group. Yeah, but they were like actors first, and then they were idols. Jake. There was like one that was really popular from that group, and then. I've heard uh, his name escapes me. Uh, wait, Nat, we can't, we can't, for some reason, we can no longer watch Twitter. Oh, yes, we can. Okay, is everybody in the watch? I'm together? headed towards there now. Okay, um, mine is taking forever to load lo- oh, as so well. If it's not, if it takes, t- yeah, because I'm trying to put the link in there too. Okay, well, we can just watch it like individually. I guess we can well, just no, all click it and just watch it. out on the, the end of Oh, it is? Page, so I can put it in there from that instead of from the Twitter page. Oh, if the actual song is out, oh yeah, we gotta hear it. <laughs> we gotta hear that. Nelly Chapa is his YouTube page, so I'm assuming it's legit. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. Let's let's get into it. Alright, let's get it. Alright, you ready? Okay, well, I don't know what to do. I'm excited. People in here. Jay. I'm Jay. Oh, Jay. Yeah, it's probably okay. an issue with Watch Together. <laughs> I didn't even know, like, <laughs> I would be like, have they not heard this man sing? Why would they put him on it? But you know what? It's about... <laughs> no, it, it might work. It might work. We ain't heard it yet. Don't, don't judge. It, it might work. It can become something. You put enough auto-tune oh. on anybody's voice and it can work. So, yeah, come on now. <laughs> Y'all know I'm here because you see me right there, you know. You're going to move change their name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wonder if I can change y'all names. I don't really need to change Nat's name because she has a crown. Oh, I do. Jay's is still loading? Uh, kind of. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, I should be in there. Uh, I don't see you. Okay, I don't either. Okay. Oh, okay. The group was sur- it's like the oh, they are. is sur- yeah. surprise, but the S is a five. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, uh-huh. I thought it was you know how I was saying it, I thought it was Snooper that, that was that they already disbanded. The oh. the group's name is Surprise, but the S is like a five. A five. Yeah. I remember that group. They disbanded, right? I, I want to say yes, because this is... Hold on. <laughs> yes, I'm okay. just trying. I just... Okay, hold on. I want to see if they say like they're on hiatus, quote-unquote. 
You know, that, that basically just means that they've disbanded. They just don't want to tell you that they've disbanded. You know, if they've been disbanded for a, a, been on hiatus for like three years. Yeah, they they like disbanded. Okay, so they said that the group disbanded in 2020. So that was kind of like, wow. Yeah, never mind. Like you know, okay. yeah, but they were all actors because the one I was thinking was like so King June. Ah. Oh, Nat already done push play. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had to remember. Right, well, I'm here. It wasn't, it wasn't at the beginning, so I was trying to move it to the front. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. Well, I'm ready when y'all are. I'm ready. That was, I never heard Ash get that hype. <laughs> All right, let's it's go. Long road. I can hear it, Nat. Oh, there you go. To you, my dear. And I'll tell you on the back. Oh, you definitely got the lyrics wrong. <laughs> I don't know what that song's called. I don't know. How, I don't know how it works, to be honest. Okay. Okay, basic white boy that sounds like vaguely like Charlie Puth. I was about to say it. It's just like part two. Oh no, that was weird. Oh no. oh no. Am I the only person who thought that was really weird? The editing was strange on that. It was auto tuned. You, he just his voice was so mechanical. No, I'll show you. Let's listen to song first, I guess. No, it was like his mouth moved in a weird way and his voice. I don't know. I'll go back to it. I can't wait to see this movie. I know it's going to be ridiculous, but I don't care. Oh my God. I mean, she sounds good, though. Okay, of course she's the best one on the track. Oh no. <laughs> Okay, they had her singing way over him. They needed to. They was like, we gotta be strategic about this. <laughs> okay, wait, did y'all see the memes like that were going around like before this came out? And it was like, and like, what was the precise moment that the Fast and Furious yes. series like yes. became unrealistic? I, I, was, I think I was so nervous when I saw them, and I was retweeting them like crazy. Yo, me too. They were so funny. This is such an iconic franchise. It's I so funny. It so I still remember seeing the first one, and it's so different from the rest. Yeah. It's our, you know what? Because yeah. it was pretty straight until about Fast Five-ish. I think around Fast Five is when it got <laughs> She's watching everybody on this track. I don't know why they had anybody Facts. on it. Jimmy looks like he's in he Yeah, he looks like he doesn't know where he is. Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, stop coming for Fast X, okay? Y'all, is it Fast X or is it Fast 10? I've been calling it Fast X. I know it's Fast, but it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's one it's of them both. iPhone X, right. iPhone 10 situations. Right. I don't think, this is, is this actually the 10th one? I don't even know. Like, yeah. Y'all, I want to go back to the part. Hold up. I'm going to take y'all back to the part I'm talking about. That I thought it was weird to edit it.
Right here. What was that? What was that editing? Maybe? So he was that was barely, weird. Like he's barely mouthing the words. Maybe, right? I know. Hmm. Maybe because he's not confident with the English. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Couple things. Oh, I got. I got thoughts and comments. So one, <laughs> one, they're very clearly trying to recreate. See you again. Like they're they're trying Absolutely. so hard. And honestly, it ain't a bad attempt. I'm gonna be honest with you. It really ain't that bad. But I do think that like Mooney carries it. Like or money, money, Mooney. I don't know how you say her name, but she carries it hard. I look forward to her parts. That being said, I'm not about to jump on the bandwagon and oh, I see Jay done left. Oh. Though I, he couldn't hear yeah. it no more. I'm sorry. He said it's his audio recording. Oh, yeah. Well, no. There's just a straight line. I don't see a line of straight line. He's talking. Yeah. Oh, wait, there, you oh there you are. Okay. What's up? Yeah. yeah so you're back. <laughs> Oh, were you talking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, okay, so the line stopped moving because you wasn't talking. Okay, y'all. I, okay, well, you're here now, and we're happy to have you back. I was just saying that I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and hate on Jimmy's voice here because it actually wasn't bad, and actually his English sounded better than it ever has, to be honest with you. Part of that is because he literally only said, like, eight words, but, you know, when you only have to sing eight words then that's, you know, only eight words that you have to sound good for. So I think all things considered, he sounded decent. And I'm, and I'm glad that he's trying to get better at his vocals. I think it's all AI. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. You really think it's like, you think it's AI? Okay, I, I kind of get that though. Because the, like, even in the music video, like Ash was pointed out, like his mouth is like barely moving. Which make me feel like maybe the studio that voice because that's it sounds nothing like his BTS vocals. I mean, it's not like much better. Like it's not like it's not like he turned around and started sounding like Whitney Houston no. or something like that. But he does sound like very. I will say, in my opinion, very different than a lot of the BTS tracks. Yep. Even the tracks he released released earlier this year, he sounds better here. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But Jay, what did you think about Angel Part One? Because we about to get a part two, and I wonder if that's gonna have Rat Monster or Sugar. <laughs> I hope not. About I hope it isn't Sugar. I seen a what was it Instagram video, and I was like, hmm, I have some thoughts about this. Anyways, I mean the song was it was what it was. I mean, yeah, I do kind of feel like it was kind of re- trying to recreate See You Again, but I don't think that would ever be. If they, that song is iconic. Yeah, and I mean, just like the circumstances around it, and I think even if, you know, Paul Walker didn't die, that it still would have been iconic, that that kind of just, like, high-ended even more, you know, made it more kind of, like, memorable or special because, you know, it's, like, surrounded by a tragedy. Um, right. But, and it, I mean... Wait, have y'all seen that video of Paul Walker? He's talking to Tyrese in the movies, and he goes, Tyrese is like, what did they say? He said, they said something, cuh. I don't know. I gotta see y'all the video. It is very embarrassing. I have seen it. I actually have have seen it. I mean, I love these movies. I watch them all the time. You know, I got my book club, my romance book club to watch these films because I said there was romance. Here, I'm gonna put it in here. I'll put the tweet in. It's a 12 second video. Everybody go click on it and watch it. I'll put it in the chat. It is so funny. I'm like, why did he say that? 
Like, why was that in the script? Because, you know, he has a black co-star in, in Fast 2, and Too Fast, Too Furious. So, you know, he needed to black it up, I guess. I, I don't know. I honestly don't even know. <laughs> you said forget black it, huh? Okay, sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> um, I do have to Like, I'm not going to front. not going to cap. Like, it's not a bad song. It's... Yeah, it's a good song. Okay. I don't want to say it's a good song, but it's not a bad song. And I probably would, probably when I'm in the movie theater watching Fast X with all my little Fast X merch and with my entire family, because that's the type of occasion, I'm going to be crying when the song come on, but not because of the song, but because the Fast X vibes. Every time you, when you watch these movies, it's an emotional roller coaster. The experience is like no other. It's art. Oh my god, there was this one meme where it was like it was like Vin Diesel had not Vin Diesel, it was either Vin Diesel or The Rock. They jumped out of the car to save Michelle Rodriguez. And she was like flying towards him and he somehow caught her in midair. And it was like with the power of family, you can can defy physics. It was just so funny. I was like, these are these are so wholesome. That was like the the fourth or the fifth one. And they were like on like the bridge, and there was a tank, oh, that was, and it was just so. That was the. That was the thing that like seventh or eighth or something like that. Seventh or it was one of the later films when that happened. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually like at the tweets, and it's like, did you see the when when I know who was fighting? Um, oh, who's fighting fighting Jason Statham? So that's probably about fast eight ish. Because he fought Jason Statham after he fought The Rock, and in fact, he fought The Rock I think in like six or something. Anyways, but yeah. When he was like, when Dom like stomps on the ground and it started, sh- he brought the like parking garage down because he. Like I'm gonna put it in the the group chat on Hangouts, but he stomped on the ground and the floor started shaking and everybody started shaking and they started like and they started going down level by level as the whole thing was coming crashing upon them. That is so funny. These are things that happen. Like I, they sent Tyrese and Ludacris to space. Space. What? Oh my God! I saw. <laughs> I was and like, their "What?" Crashed, and they magically found a way to get home. <laughs> what? Oh. These movies are iconic. We now we gotta watch them together since we're family, um, a, a found family of family. Family. Learn the power of family. Oh my God! I love. I love those movies. Um, but anyways, we should get back. But yeah, we done got all right. off top. Oh my god, I'm watching the. Oh my god, what really? Okay, that was funny. Um, okay, <laughs> okay, sorry. I just was watching the clip with Dom stomping when Dom became an earthbender. That's funny. Okay, so yes, I I thought the song was okay. It was nice. I just remember people roasting it because they were like, "What a weird group of people." Also, there was a big controversy around it because armies have been not armies, but other fan bases have been making fun of anything bts does to be honest and it's kind of like not everything they do is like to be made fun of you know what i mean but this particular thing it was kind of funny because people were like not funny but kind of interesting because people kind of had like good points about like 
how armies kind of get what we're like, we don't want RM on a song with somebody who I think says the N word. There, there's some controversy right, about RM this, but then, but then, right. But then also like Jimin is on the song, I guess with, I guess one of these people is like a, like known child molester. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think there was a controversy around that, which I was like, y'all, y'all are kind of, I feel like people don't know how the music industry right. works. Like, I like well, because it's like there's other people on this song. You know what I mean? It's not like a Kodak Black right. song. Like, it's mm-hmm. like very. You can literally cut that verse out, and the song don't even change. Like nothing happens. So it's exactly because she carries a song. Like these people are just there. Right? So so anyway that was that does anybody have any more thoughts on angel part one i guess because <laughs> apparently universal doesn't just want one last film they don't even just want two last films. we're gonna get three of these so this is the first one so i guess we're gonna get angel part two and angel part three i don't know i don't know Damn. what else they can do like i've seen a video <laughs> where they stitched together Tom coming at the end of Avengers Endgame you know the big scene was like Avengers Assemble and he came and he helped out and honestly if I had never watched a Marvel film and I had never watched a fast film I would have thought it was real like I would have dead ass thought that (laughs) happened okay like that would be the ultimate crossover he wants Robert Downey Jr. to be a bad guy in one of the upcoming films so there you go hmm <laughs> yeah. I mean, so this was anyway, a lot of these tweets though are funny because the tweets themselves are also right, funny. Right, you know right. what I mean? It's like it's like not just the video, but people's commentary oh, is so right. funny. No, okay, now the final topic, we also have to hear this. Okay. We have to get in here, we have to listen to it. Before we get into like the part we gotta listen to, I wanna say that the where why did this, you know, come up? Well, as you may or may not know, V and Jenny were again in Paris because they can't go to any other city for some reason. And, you know, they were like hanging out, holding hands, making out all the regular couple stuff. At one point they were like in front. Oh, I should say allegedly. I shouldn't say V and Jenny because we're going to get sued. Allegedly V and Jenny. And at one point they were like in front of a window and just like tonguing each other down. It was kind of interesting. wild actually because I'm just like... <laughs> yes. Okay. Get it first. I, for, well, yes, but also like, who the who was taking this picture? Like, what, what, like, like, who thinks? Let me just look up to the hundredth floor of like a, a Parisian hotel and like see. You know, what I mean, this is so weird. Like, it's a strange thing. But so this happened, right? And you know, it. I mean, we all knew V and Jenny were dating. It's like not a secret, but apparently, it's a secret to armies because. One of the funniest Twitter spaces of all time just dropped. And I'd like for us to have a listen. So if everybody who is in the document, I don't think Jay's in there anymore. Jay, I can give you the link. Please go to Twitter. Please come to the Twitter okay, link. Okay, I'm in the Twitter link. Twilight in Okay, Jay, are you there? Here, I'll put it in. I put it in the group chat, in the Zing, the recording stuff. Is everybody okay. here? Yes. Also, it's funny because the person who wrote the tweet, their username is Jay. Um, I did not write that. <laughs> well, I did not write that. If we can all push play and have a listen, and then we will regroup and, and discuss. So I'm pushing play now. They are married. Okay. 
Oh no. Oh this is oh this is sad. I would never have that kind of display pig, so that's not <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well so first, like the person who posted it is not the person in the space. <laughs> and we're trying to roast the person in the space. So yeah, sure. Uh, and okay, so we all just listened to that. And to give the listeners some background, I don't even know if we should co- include we this link not. to we the listeners not. just so they can see. Because we, we should, should not. not, because we don't want to bring any extra people to this person just in case, you know. Oh yeah, the okay. person who tweeted it. That's a good point. I wish there was like an original of like right. the space, but well, I, I, I'll say this. So. Basically, to, to give you a background of what the space is about. So after, you know, the V and Jenny thing came out, I guess they had like an emergency meeting because <laughs> that's I guess what they do. And it's not just any armies that are in this meeting. They are take cook stands, believer, like what would you call it? Shippers, shippers. Well, I guess they, they go beyond shipping. They like are this woman speaking or this person. I'm not going to say woman. This person speaking is clearly... A fifty-year-old, you know, just about. Yeah, but that voice. Wait, you're an adult. Like you're an adult, adult. Like, what are you doing, ma'am, or sir? Yeah, that voice had a couple of grandchildren. Been smoking menthols for about twenty years straight, pack a day, and had a lot to say about. I shouldn't roast this person because they didn't particularly do say anything like evil, but they are perpetuating a really dangerous like ideology of like you shouldn't believe a celebrity when they show you who they are and what and who they love and who they're dating like that's what this person is doing and i don't and, and this person basically i didn't never explain what was happening but the person is saying in the in the twitter space you know to to their loyal minions saying don't worry don't get worked up about the v and jenny stuff because v is actually in a relationship with jungkook but like not only are they in a relationship but they're actually married and not only they're married but they're legally married which i don't understand how you can get legally married in Korea, when gay marriage is illegal in Korea, so I mean, I don't unless you're saying they got married in the United States or Taiwan, which we know they didn't. But either way, that's besides the point. She's like perpetuating this, and it sounds like to me like an Illuminati conspiracy theory. Like it's, it's she was so like, like almost like passionate about it in in a way, and it's that felt like I was listening to those conspiracy yeah, she theories. Was like the killing off people. Very confident that this is actually a plan yeah. to get us to not know that the the like that Jungkook and and V are married. It's it's because it, when I was first listening to it, I thought they were referring to Jenny and V. Like I was like, oh, are you saying that they're secretly married? That's kind of interesting, but whatever. And then I realized that they were not talking about the actual couple who were who had their tongues down each other's throats. They were talking about the two members of this group and i was like oh okay who have not spoken to each other since they went on high no nah, i'm kidding they probably spoke to each other but it's like i mean 
I don't, I'm not saying idols are not friends, but like. They're giving coworkers. I wouldn't be shocked if they just had it, like felt like coworkers, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and I say that being somebody who feels like there are some like people in groups who do seem to have genuine friendships. Like, for example, I personally believe that the two members who just got the same number tattooed on their back for whatever reason are genuine yeah. friends of God 7 yeah. right? I believe that Jimin and Jungkook are genuine friends or were at some point. I just remember them always hanging out, like, you know, outside of the group context. I feel like in Shiny, we got members who are genuine friends. But a lot of groups, I feel like it's a co-worker relationship, which is okay. But the point is, is like, she's spreading this really dangerous rhetoric and it's very, very confident. She's very confident about it. But not only that, but you know what it reminds me of? Say what? what? It reminds me of... All of the Louis Tomlinson stands who stand Louis and Harry, and they would say that they're in a relationship, and they would say that Louis's girlfriend, because Louis had a girlfriend at the time, they would say she's a beard, and like, and it got to a point where like when Louis was like, no, she's not a beard, you know, and all these things, it got to a point where they started saying like just hating her because they were like, oh well, maybe she's not a beard, but she like brainwashed Louis. Oh. And it's like, this seems very eerily similar to that, like, earlier stages of, like, that Larry, like, shit, to where now you're going to start hating on the girl. And they were already hating on Jenny. They already hate Blackpink in yeah. general because Blackpink is competition. Yeah. But this is just even more reason for them to hate on a well, woman. I mean, they've, I've definitely seen them ramp it up against Blackpink this year alone, especially with everything. Like, even before this whole thing was going on with the cheating and whatever. And it's funny because, like, Big Bang fans, I feel, could have, like, more valid reasons to dislike Jenny since, you know, the stories that she cheated on you know gd with v but they kind of just kept to themselves They're like oh well that's how it goes right and it's it was mostly armies that i saw that were really like slut shaming them like a lot and even with coachella yeah they were like because jungkook was there you know and at their set they there was a lot of hate towards blackpink and it was very very misogynistic I'm like, you know, you, I'm not saying you have to like Blackpink. I don't believe you do. But I definitely think that there's a way to criticize women's in a way that is not just because you're jealous that they're, you know, maybe fucking your man. I mean, likely, look at them. They're hot. I hope they're they're doing it, to be quite honest. But like, you know, you're hating from outside the club. Stop hating from outside the club. Touch grass, please. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, I know you got thoughts because you, Ash used to be the one that'd be like, did y'all see what they, these armies done said of these like take good armies and stuff? I mean, to be honest, I kind of missed the boat on this one because I missed those photos or whatever. And oh, you didn't see all the pictures of like, oh my God, those pictures are so funny. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, I wasn't like I was a non-believer or anything. I was pretty sure that that was what was going on. But yeah, no, the, the, the shippers, I mean, like you said, it's One Direction part two. I mean, a lot of these fans are former One Direction fans. So it's just like one fandom bleeding into the other and this whole delusion of them. And that made me think like you're talking about Jimin and Jungkook. You've got the G cookers. Is that what they call themselves? G I don't think they exist no more. 
to be honest with you. Uh, I I'm like, it. I haven't seen a lot of delusional stuff, uh, like, period, except for from, like, the Tate Cookers. Even, like, the people who ship Lisa and Jungkook, I really don't see them. Also, probably because they hate Blackpink even more now, but, like, honestly, I really feel like the only one that survived is Tate Cook, for real. Mm. And, of course, Wait, this Jay is, like, is in a drama, a Sam Levinson drama? Yeah, the idol with uh the weekend. Girl, what? Yeah, they've been showing. Can like, Jenny act? I love. I like her, but can she act? From what I understand, like I don't know what what status this thing is in because it's been through like a ton of reshoots and apparently the whole production was like a mess. But apparently her role isn't very big, but she plays like a bisexual girl that's like trying to become a celebrity or something and i feel like they're using her to get viewers but i don't feel well, like yeah, she of has, course yeah but i don't feel like she has a, like a large role in it but like i said from what i've heard that whole production on that show has been a complete mess so there's no telling what it's going to end up looking like when they finally air it so well at least the weekend is living his dream <laughs> and i'll leave it at that i'll let y'all figure out what i'm talking about but yeah it, that yeah it's a mess jay did you have any thoughts about this unhinged rant that we just listened to on twitter spaces i mean not really no honestly i really don't <laughs> because <laughs> i mean this is i mean like the parasocial this i mean this is a product of the parasocial relationship that fans and idols have and just how it gets out of hand because like we don't know these idols and these idols aren't gonna know us i mean even if we were like in kind of in the same industry or you know in the same kind of like music landscape that they are in is that like we don't know each other personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I wish more people were aware of that. And I mean, I'm not saying that you can't like be a fan of any group or any. I well, I mean, certain ones you shouldn't because they're like racist or you know they're like hate women or, <laughs> or things like that. But teach their own, I guess. But I just, I mean, I'm just letting people just live in their delusional fantasies like that. Yeah. So I really don't have any say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that, I think that closes out oh. then. Unless, are there any I other thoughts? Say, since you guys oh. popped in a little bit later, if you looked over the topics, was there anything you guys wanted to say about anything we talked about before? Because we were basically... Oh, I want to say something about the Lucas okay, thing. Yeah. Oh, before I do that, Omega as an Omega yeah. X. Okay, Omega X, one of their members, I think is having a drama come out soon. But anyway, the Lucas thing. Oh, no, no, I'll take that back. I think two of their members actually already had a drama. Anyway, Lucas. So I have been seeing mixed reactions to this. And by mixed, I mean, there is one side of it that's like, I hate Lucas and he should die. And then there's another side that's like, I hate all the people that hate Lucas and I will kill them for him. And I think it's really weird that that he kind of drums up so much vitriol in, in people because I never thought he, like, I don't get it, honestly. I, I really don't. But for people on both sides to be so intense about it is very strange. Like, there are people who legit are like, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, like, SM's making a huge mistake. And I'm like, it sounded like Lucas himself 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know much about. I, I, I get hesitant to speak on the Lucas yeah. situation because I, I was confused when it was happening because there were so many allegations and so many different girls and so many different things. But for the most part, it seemed like something that could be forgivable that he did, if I'm not mistaken. But then there are people who are saying that there was more to it and that there were underage girls and there was this and there was that. And I'm just like, what is happening? It feels like there's more stuff that's always getting added on. And you can't ever tell the forest from the trees. Mm-hmm. I agree. But also I made a point earlier that SM had specifically mentioned only Wavy and CT, but they never mentioned Super M. So I was actually very confused about that. Because is he then still in Super M? That's a good question. I will say this. I never felt like he was particularly in any, you know, I know in citizens are going to be whatever about this, but I don't think he was particularly essential to any of the groups. He was no, in. Absolutely not. I think the, the the thing he added was like the variety aspect, yeah. right? But when it comes to the music, I could there there's so many songs where I could literally just like take the Lucas part out and the song doesn't change. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, as an idol, like as a singer, artist, whatever you want to call it, Lucas was never really that talented, to be honest. No offense, but like he had the aesthetic. I don't know if it's offensive or if it's right. true. <laughs> he had the aesthetic and he had the look. Like, and he had the, um, the voice I meant, like, you know, that he had a very unique sound. I'm not saying that it like makes him a good singer, but like his voice was definitely distinguishable in these groups. So right. was that really, but was that even really like, like a selling point to begin no. with? Cause even before all this happened, the main thing people talked about were his looks and like, maybe like his like charisma that was it that was the thing that people were praising about him you know from debut it wasn't about his dancing his singing, his rapping. it was none of that and just in k-pop in general like they make up like you know you being pretty as like a talent when it, it's it's not you're just like it's like you know you just got lucky genetically or you know you had plastic surgery (laughs) like it's not a talent like you know anybody can go in and you know if they're not like genetically or visually you know pretty already you know it's something that we could all change and you know be I guess more pretty if we wanted to so that part of the argument I'm just like y'all praised him and put him on a pedestal so much for that and then this happens and now y'all are attacking him for the same thing that you were like using as your defense for him when people when there were people back then that were like so what like what is his like real like not his real talent like what is his singing like what's his singing ability his dancing ability because there was a point where i did acts for that and i meant like solo I mean, I tried to find some sort I mean, I, I guess not even like with fan cams because that's like in a group setting. I was like anything that's just him by himself that, you know, objectively you could look at and nobody provided anything. I was never provided with anything. I mean, he did have that boom boom song but that kind of came a little bit after i mean that kind of buried under the rug <laughs> honestly so, oh yeah nobody talks about his solo yeah so he had that, he had that song is like the, the beat goes boom boom or the music goes boom boom i mean it yeah was passable. i mean it wasn't and he performed at the super m concert yeah i mean yeah. It, it was it was fine but like i mean i found that that out like after the fact and i was like y'all can't even like come up with this but then it was just like 
And I mean, like, even like during the controversy, there were still people that stuck by him. I mean, the thing that I, to me, like was the change or like the switch of it was that when allegedly there was like a male victim and then that seemed to be from what I saw the tipping point, like when all the support for him or like, we'll wait to see, like it just changed. And then that's like when, from what I was seeing that that's when like everybody turned against I thought him. Was, I thought it was like, basically like, what was the allegation though? Cause I thought he, he, the same thing I thought that he just, like they, that they sorry, had been scammed by him or, you know, that he like had forced them, you know, to like kiss him, things like that. I mean, it was alleged. You know, and in nothing, I, I mean, I still kind of don't know what the outcome of that whole controversy was. Like, was, I mean, I think some of it was that somebody did admit that they, like, lied about it and that it wasn't really true, that they were, like, an auntie. I mean, I really can't say because, like, the information, you know, it kind of came in be some pig, bits and pieces over time. And, you know, it was just kind of like, he's not here you know for a few months and then it turned into a year then it turned into two years and you know i mean in k-pop things move at a hyper fast pace so unless things are constantly being like checked in, i think he must have pissed somebody off like he must have pissed off the wrong person i mean i do believe i mean i honestly do believe that because i mean it's not just him in that kind of situation there are other idols too like ilhun from b2b like he's not the only one smoking weed although like he he did something Same thing with B.I. he wasn't the only I mean we know at YG he wouldn't yeah I mean but the thing about B.I. is that he he did try to buy the drugs but he didn't go through with it you know and and like and he didn't like lie or like he he admitted to like what he did but then like the severity of it I think because it was like after the Bernie Sun scandal and, you know, YG was still kind of in the hot seat that they were like, we can't like put our necks out there with Sungri because it came back to bite them <laughs> really oh, bad. So they probably them. were like, we're just going to cut our loss here. And to like Korea is like really strict about drug use. I mean, there was a whole park boom. I mean, again, the YG artist, so, you know, YG kind of was having a reputation of like drugs. And so I think with, BI, they were just like, we're just going to cut our losses, um, you know, regardless of what was true or not. I mean, it all came out. The truth in that situation did come out, but, you know, like the damage was already done. There are other things, too, about that that, you know, I, I have thoughts of. I mean, I am an icon fan or something like, you know, you can call me that. So, so there are other things I'm aware of that the group was going through in their time with YG that maybe also contributed to B.I. leaving. But yeah, but I mean, just like going back to like Lucas and everything like that, I do think like that allegation from, you know, the the male victim. I I mean, there was a question too of like, is this, was that really a male victim? Was that somebody like pretending to be a male victim to try and, you know, I guess really turn the tide? But I mean, that's like a whole nother conversation about K-pop and, you know, its relationship with the LGBT 
LGBTQ community and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole Jay, other thing. They sound like Jay sound like Rihanna and ASAP Rocky when they talk about LGBTQ people. <laughs> Rihanna, I mean, have y'all seen a video where Rihanna was like, and you know, we just, this is for all of the genders and persuasions and pronouns. <laughs> oh, I mean, even just the four letters, I mean, I, I get tongue tied. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, that's like a whole another conversation (laughs) it's stuff like that that's just a whole another talk but um yeah so i mean in a way i kind of wish that lucas did stay in a way because i mean that would kind of go against kind of like essence kind of thing you know it kind of like it would just kind of like throw like just like kind of throw well it doesn't help that he's like half thai half chinese right like he's not even i mean that part is true because there is still that kind of cultural i mean i guess if you want to call it a war or like conflict going on over there it may not be as prominent as it was in the past when you know china outright was like we're banning all the idols and you know you know all that was going on really during the bad but you know, it's still it's still in a way happening, going on. It's just not as like prominent or like front page news as it was. But yeah, that is still a thing. And I mean, I think that's kind of too in general, just like in K pop, is that they want the Chinese idols there, you know, for like the album sales and kind of to have like their foot in like the Chinese market or, you know, the Japanese market or wherever else the non Korean idol is from. But like the Chinese idols there's I, there's like this assumption that like they're just in it to kind of get their leg up and then they're going to leave because you know that's what happened with a lot of the members that were in EXO that were Chinese and even before that with Super Junior you know there was like Miss A and John Fay and like kind of how they were treated compared to Min and Susie so and I think that the industry itself kind of perpetuates that kind of sometimes anti-Chinese sentiment. They seem to have a somewhat of a better relationship with like the Japanese, but again, China and, and Korea, I mean, excuse me, Japan and Korea have a contingent relationship on their own. So yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't think about it from those perspectives. So I'm happy that you guys did decide when you wanted to talk about it. Cause I, when me and Ash talked about it, we're just like, oh, that's weird. I mean, we wish them all the best, but it, we don't know what's, what this means. Yeah, we just, yeah. we just don't know what this means. Yeah, that's just like y'all. No, Sounds think about like it, because like, when Jessica got kicked out of Girls' Generation, and she got kicked out, I don't care, I'm not arguing about this with nobody anymore. She got kicked out of SNSD. The whole thing was like, oh, but she's going to still be a solo artist on her own, you know, under SME. And we're like, yeah, that means she's in the basement until she leaves. So, I mean, I don't know if that's what Lucas is doing, but I did hear that they're starting to open the Chinese market up again. Like, whatever tension is between them and Korea is starting to dissipate. So, maybe they think that they're going to be able to make more money off of Lucas in China and, you know, try to build back his, his you know, image in Korea through this. And so, they're kind of just like, well, maybe we'll wait and see maybe i mean i don't know but like the chinese music market they they had their own kind of issues going on because they were like the chinese male idols were like 
influence. Couldn't have blonde hair. Yeah, they were like influencing the youth, like the youth, and then especially, I guess, like young Chinese guys to be like more feminine and like be less masculine and a threat to like the Chinese cultural identity for like their like ideal Chinese man is not, you know, dancing and singing on stage with, you know, with dyed hair and, you know, doing all this quote-unquote girly kind of things because Hoon, who was mistaken for Jackson, <laughs> the Met Gala, which was completely, like, racist and all those other things, he was, like, the biggest, like, idol before, like, before all, like, this, like, China was, like, we're gonna go to war with the, with, you know, with the male idols. He was, like, their biggest, like, like, superstar in a long time, solo superstar at that, in a long time, like, he always like sold like a bajillion copies of his singles and albums you know he was just like in a way like his generation is beyonce in a way like that like he like had like that fan frenzy like it was always like it was always an event like when he released something you know and he was like in the press because he's like a model so he did like for prada you know and all like these other high-end brands so he was in a way kind of you know like in like their biggest bet or hope of like making it in the west i mean he did tour in the united states like 2019 i believe and things like that but i like right now like the only idol that like i see like making it is like lay <laughs> but lay had like exo support and things like that and he just has like a different career path that couldn't really be replicated as to why like he's successful now and things like that jackson uh, no comment for right now (laughs) there's there's a lot that i see going on right now with that yeah yeah so i don't know i don't i don't know i just think maybe lucas needs to find something else maybe he can do modeling i think that's what his best bet should be is that it's supposed to like music because like you're all saying like if he stays with sm he's not gonna have a career <laughs> they're gonna let him have like one single song i don't even know what he would do before he i think the best he could do is probably model mm-hmm. he could probably model and then after modeling besides modeling i could see him being like a like a a glorified token, you know what I mean? Like a person who just is kind of there because of the fact that he used to be associated with this other thing, you know what I mean? I think a good way to look at that is like a like a lot of those variety shows. Like so, social, just, social like he could be there, just a social yeah, like, yeah, like, like an influencer. Yeah, he could be that, like, but if you wanted, but I feel like it's hard to be an influencer in China, like when you're not crazy popular. I think I feel like there's like you have to be like. A certain level of popularity well there's a certain way that chinese influencers also become enforcers too mm-hmm. it's like you know when you look at like all the popular people on douyin it's like which is like chinese tiktok it's like it's a very particular cur- highly curated person it's not mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it it's like it's like yeah I know, I know what you're talking about I know. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about because you know I like and definitely like, like party loyal. <laughs> so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I see that. It's like, damn, is this the same person? <laughs> or like, right. or like tripping? You know, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he he's gonna have to look. I feel like more towards traditional media, unless he just doesn't want the Chinese market. He, I don't think the Thai market is there for him. To be honest, I it's not. 
he I don't I thought he was never really popping in the Thai market the same way that like Lisa is into a lesser extent 10. I mean a much lesser extent 10, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Bam Bam. But yeah, Bam Bam yeah. is like hugely popular. It's like Lisa and Bam Bam really. So he he's gonna have to find a lane. I just don't know where that lane is. He could be like Maybe he could star in Fast X. <laughs> it could be one of the cars. <laughs> and when Vin Diesel did that sequel to the other franchise that he's in, what was it? The Triple X. Chris was in the second one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he was. Lucas could definitely be in one of them films. He could just replace. I mean, it would be kind of funny. It could be like his long lost brother or something like that. You know, replace Chris Wu and everything. But right. What kind of comment is that? I mean, this is serving that gala. The thing is, if they do a triple X, like a, a third sequel, I guess, or whatever, if they do a third one, they will like the whole point is that they're you know a group a crew a solid you know like he likes you know you know Vin Diesel's all about family so you have to bring people back so if he can't obviously he can't bring back Chris Wu because Chris Wu's probably in jail or under the jail at this point who knows who cares but um Lucas is there and you know Lucas Lucas needs the publicity he needs the help so SM could try to try and do something you know try a little something something. I don't know I'm just throwing it out there like the idea well with that the topics have been amazing but we have one more segment in this show featured Featured. and who is this week's feature tell us all about this is lee chaeyun who iconic i mean she's amazing yes better known as the name chaeyun is she is a south korean singer dancer rapper and songwriter so she's known as the former member of the South Korean J- Japanese girl group Eyes One. And, but, you know, the OGs, the real people who know, who know, know that she was also on 16, which was the competition show to become a member of Twice. And she and her sister, Cher Young, were both, I think, on, is it? Korean Idol or like Korea's Got Talent. It was one of them shows, but they're dancers basically. So that is what they got into the idol business through their dancing and they are great dancers. So her and her sister were on 16. They both got eliminated. She decided to leave JYPE and her sister stayed. Her sister is now in Itzy and she did produce and she was, she placed 12th. And produced 48, which means she was like the last member, because I'm pretty sure there's a 12 member group. So she was near the end of it, but she made it and she was part of Eyes One, got the bag, and then was like, oh, Eyes One is over. Time to be a soloist. And right now, her song, Knock, seems to be the trendiest female solo group song in Korea right now. I see a lot of challenges that migrate over to Twitter and it just seems really popular. Maybe you guys have heard it. You don't know it's her song, but you've heard it through challenges too. Yes, I, I, I heard I it because I kept seeing like the like the thumbnail for yes. it. And I was just like, let me check this out. Because yeah. it kind of reminded me because I saw Knock and I was like, you know what? Twice as Knock was, you know, a banger. So I was like. Maybe this will be too. Uh, it absolutely was. <laughs> yes. Anyways. It absolutely was a banger. <laughs> I loved it. So I thought we would. Oh, what did I do? Oh no, I did it right. Okay, I thought I would like 
change it up a bit. So she only has two MBs. So I thought I would show her in Eyes One with Love Beyond Rose. And then we're going to go into her two singles. So we can kind of see her in the group and see how she has evolved as a soloist. So this is Eyes One's debut song, Love Beyond Rose. We're going to see a baby one young. Oh, that scared the mess out of oh, me. Sorry. Baby Wan Young, Baby Yoonjin from Ivy as well. Uh, we'll see Sakura before she got work done. We're going to see some Chewan as well. Um, we're going to see a lot of people who are actually doing okay on the chart right now. Not not Chunga. <laughs> no. <sighs> Chunga was no, in this group? The other one, IOI. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, um, oh well. Mm, sorry. Was it IOI the more <laughs> successful group? I believe so. It came yeah. first in, it, it was more successful was. than the last one. Yeah. Because they were like the one-on-one yeah. Yeah. era. Yeah. And that they didn't even last a year. Yeah, and they no, didn't it was no more and, But anyway, <laughs> we just need to... Well, one of one should have lasted five, six right. years. One of one still touring. They just... Uh, it's just... I to me, it's just like a pattern that they do because, like, the the female and the women idols will, like, build the company. They will, like, put them on the map. Well, let's just check then, in case you need to help bring her out in the group. <laughs> like they, they will put they will help put the company on the net right and they will be you know like the breadwinners and then like when the girls get like 25 or like it's talked about disbandment they will just like okay y'all can go and then they'll like debut a boy group that's like mid at best you know like they're not serving and it's like y'all y'all did this for what y'all ruined a good thing for what you know i mean and it just doesn't make any sense because like unless like those boys already went into the military then you have like the situation now where like they're almost at the peak of their career and they all have to like halt their activities or you know they have like them being stupid and trying to say like oh i have this or that so i can't go in the military when they're really lying about it and then they're really and then you know the career is really over with so it makes sense for a company to have a boy group and a girl group to kind of cover both bases and things like that, but not, you know, treat the girls like shit. Well, I mean, they shouldn't treat any of them like shit, but, you know, the girls seem to get more of it. And it just like, it doesn't make any, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> yeah. I always feel like I get like insider information when Jay comes on. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, Kwan here well, too. Um, She's a pretty good soloist. I wonder what would happen. I feel like CLC would have really done a good job with the song. Not gonna lie. Before their company sold it to Mnet, I guess. Or I don't know what company. What does love you on rose mean? Something in rose? Life in rose? Life in rose? Yeah, I think something like that. The the life of rose? Something? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Finally use that French. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I think, I think, I'm not so sure about the first one, but I mean. Oh yeah, and that is from France too. I am not from France. 
and doesn't know any French. My French is very basic. <laughs> Actually, me and Nash should have a, a show like The Office where I say things that are not facts and then Nat goes, no. <laughs> okay, so according <laughs> to the translation that automatically popped up on Google, it means through rose-colored glasses. Oh. oh, they got all that from new words. Right, right. It didn't make sense to me. This is Hush Rush. Is this her debut song? This is her debut song, yes. I've never heard the song before. So why did she debut solo and nobody else no, did? No. Was there something about no, her? There's a lot of groups and members of the group. I mentioned she's actually the only singer from this group, or from Eyes Wide, and she was a uh, soloist. Who else was a soloist? Um, Yena is a soloist as well. I think Yuri is also a soloist. Yeah, Shin Glassy, which is a cute song. And then two members went to Miss Seraphim and two members went to Ivy. Oh my gosh, that explains so much more now. Like why they're so popular. That explains so much what, more. Both groups or any group? Yes, it ex- yeah, that explains so much more. Cause why? Like why they're so popular now? Because they were already in a popular group. Yeah. Well, they have yeah. so it kind of transfer. Of course. Right. So that makes so much more sense now. I did feel like Chanka kind of popped up out of nowhere. So when Nat said she was in IOI, that made a lot more sense. Somi was yeah, also like, in IOI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of like why like they're so popular, you know, in a way that you're like, who is this? Like this person came out of nowhere and it was like, no, because they already had kind of like that built in popularity and fan base. Yeah. So yeah. built in fans. I mean it helps. So yeah. Yeah. Or even like like, you know, some of them will be in that kind of group and then they'll go into another group and that group like sells a bajillion copies. So that makes sense now for like La Seraphine and I I V I still like why? Because I'm kind of like, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've never heard the song before and I've never heard anybody talk about it. And I'm seeing why, to be quite honest. Like Like, it's not a bad song. It's just... Where is she in the video? I don't know. Yeah, it is basic. It's different, but it's basic. Is she in, like... What's that one country with a lot of wine? Italy? Not France. Italy? Is she in Italy? So, I'm assuming y'all like her for reasons that have nothing to do with music? Is that... That's why I like her. Is it great? I mean, I like I like the knock. I mean, I like I like the song. Okay. I like I like I like the song and stuff. I think it's cute. I think a better vocalist would have parried it a little bit better. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think for her that it was it's right on the mark. You know, I guess. I mean, I guess I just. I guess for me, I'm just kind of, like, tired or, like, over, like, you know, like, a lot of the songs now, like, they're, like, oh, this has, like, a deep meaning and, like, this connected to, like, this storyline or all this lore, this, that, or the other. And I was, like, can't just be, like, you know, like, simple. Right. You know, this is simple. It's simple. It's cute. Nice visuals. That's it. I mean, yeah, like, she is, like, highlighting the dance, you know, and I mean, that's fine because, like you said, she's a dancer, but I'm, like, it's fine. It's fine for, you know, what it is. It doesn't have to be anything more. Um, yeah. Okay, 
did she just hear um bad guy and was like i'm gonna do that song <laughs> maybe i mean this like that first part sounds like billy eilish i mean they do love billy eilish out there <laughs> But at least the song displays her talent, which is a dance. Like she's a dancer. She's like, so like the other one didn't really have her dancing at all. Apparently, she's gonna be on the puzzle show. And didn't some girls already leave that show? It hasn't started yet. <laughs> or did they drop out? I just like think of maybe. I'm, oh, maybe. Maybe maybe I didn't read that right. But I, I thought I saw something like like two of the girls already like dropped out. Yeah, it was like last week that I saw. Okay. And I was just like, okay. I mean, I thought I was already hearing this. So I was just like, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, I haven't really mentioned it because, like, you know, people are coming, people are going. Like, you don't really know what's going on. So far, <laughs> they have like a lot of people that I don't really follow. So like, well, it's outside of like Jewy. Jewie is going to be on it from uh, Momoland. Um, M. Dohua from AOA. Who's that? Chen Mi. Oh, Chen Mi is going to be on Puzzle. Okay. Um, let's see. Who else? Some people from Cherry Bullet. I don't really know Cherry Bullet like that. Oh, no, but I do know who G1 is from Cherry Bullet. So, okay. They have, don't they have that microphone light stick? Yeah, I think so. That's, we did a... It's like G- it's like a huge microphone or like a megaphone kind of thing or is it the gun like one of the one of the girl groups i think it's them that they have like like this gun just like y'all and then you know blackpink got them hammers like y'all i mean y'all really fight out here like the sailor moon right like that's what i think it is yeah i wonder how much of people liking her dancing is that is they're then thinking she dances exceptionally well versus her just completing like difficult choreographies does that make sense because it's like like a really good example of this is like does Kai dance exceptionally well or does he complete really difficult choreography? Yes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, a real serious question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think based cut on this her, part out, but neither. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like... <laughs> Stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think so bad, like, her dancing when she was, like, up and coming, you know, like, trying to make it and you have to do your own stuff. Like, I think she was a better dancer then than she is now. I feel like when you're in the idol world, no matter how good of a dancer you are, you have to do what they tell you to do. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so like structured in that sense, right? So I think sometimes it's harder for like actual dancers to show what they can do when they kind of have to do what the company tells them to do at that point. It's not like she's like street dancing or anything, you know? Right. But yeah, so those were the the glimpses of Cheon that we saw. And Nock is a very like not maybe like the biggest girl group song of this year or female soloist song of this year. Not talking, I'm not including Jisoo with Flower because Jisoo has the blinks behind her and that song is ass. I'm sorry, it is. No shame. I love how it's like, I'm not going to include this one specific song because of my personal opinion. But no, you, I agree though. It, like, I feel like we should automatically, I feel like we should automatically exclude 
any any groups that have a fan base that can get them over a million pre-orders, right? So that would be basically most groups, I guess, most of the bigger groups. I mean, from I, when we are can go ahead. No, you can you can you go on you go on. Oh, I was going to end it by saying like like from from certain designations. Like we can't say like oh, like for example. You but oh, did you see Jimin was like number one of the Hot 100? Like, yeah, duh. Like, of course he was. That doesn't mean anything though when it's Jimin because he's just gonna fall next week. But yeah, he it doesn't mean anything. Biggest drop. Didn't he not? Like, did he not break a record for the drop after the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like Army should have done better. I'm sorry. Like, if you really do love these people, you should have done better. That's all I gotta say on that one. But yeah, sorry, Jay. Do you like flower? Is that what this is? Are you gonna I, be defending? No, flower? okay. I like a rem there's a remix of flower that I like because it's kind of more like 90s like rave, kind of EDM. And I like that edit of flower. I don't I mean the song itself is okay. Why? It's okay. The song itself is okay, but that remix, that's what I go to when I want to listen to the song. And I haven't I haven't read like the lyrics of it, but I seen like the English like translation that like some fans are like I don't I don't know what they would be called, like cover K pop cover artist or fans or whatever and it kind of bores me <laughs> like the lyrics like it really kind of bores me just like the story that's being told it just bores me like that i mean i'm just like this could have gone in such a different way than kind of i guess in a way kind of what i like the visuals i guess yeah. i was kind of like it's like it was like it was a predictable and i was just like you could have taken this a different way like it doesn't have to be like a literal translation of like the song like that i mean that's just kind of in general with like those kind of fan edits right. that i see i mean i guess it kind of speaks to yeah, I, I did poems and then lyrics first before like getting into music so i guess for me that's kind of like the part that i really look into the most i'm like music will come later <laughs> stuff like that but yeah but i and it's true, I guess, with some other K-pop songs too, as well. I like the remix better, and it's like a fan made it. It's not like a like another like producer made. It. It's like a fan made this, and I'm like, this just sounds better not than to, like the official. official. Not yes. to be that person, but you know, as much as I like the boys, the English version is what I sing in the shower. So you know. I mean, but it's more relatable to you yeah. because it's like a language that you know, like, you know that. I mean, I think that makes sense. You know that. Yeah. That in the West, that we sometimes do prefer like the English version of a song because it's like, it's, we can sing along. We understand it, right? it better. Yeah. yeah. We understand um, it better no. than as opposed to like Korean. I do also like the Snoop Dogg remix version of that song as well, too. So. What? <laughs> Oh, okay, you know, <laughs> we, we gotta get into this. Yeah, we gotta get into this, okay? Because, you know, Snoop Dogg won't collaborate with anybody and stuff like that. And most of the time he has. Oh my God, like I was just listening the other day to his Big Time Rush collaboration. He has more hits than misses. He has more hits than misses with his features and stuff like that. He 
he, yes, it's like boyfriend. Their debut song. Wasn't it boyfriend? Yeah, it was boyfriend. In a way, you kind of got some pool. If you can get Snoop Dogg on your track, doesn't matter who you are. That's true. You got some pool. If you can get him. Snoop Dogg got great grandkids. Talking about me, so like really, it sounds funny. like once the check clears, he he's just he's there. He'll do it. He's yeah. Like, oh, which is smart. Sesame Street cleared. Okay, let's go. Let's go to the studio. You know, like that is Snoop Dogg. And you know what? He he's totally rehabbed himself. I mean, this man was on trial for murder, and now he's doing stuff with Martha Stewart. You know, like that is a story. You know. But yes, have you seen the pictures of her? She's like eight. I didn't know she was eighty. She's looking very mother. If we really think about it, though, it's funny that you mentioned that Snoop was on trial for murder, and then like you look at what he, now he's doing shows with Martha Stewart because Martha Stewart is actually the convicted felon. Right. 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 Snoop isn't like they literally like defy stereotypes. Yeah, no, it's true. But kind of about the Marcus Stewart, I think sometimes, like, I forget, like, was it really that serious for her to go to jail? Because that's the kind of thing that I kind of, like, I mean, okay, but that's, like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's kind of, like, okay, you need to cut this part. This is what white people do anyway, so it's, like, y'all really trying to clock her for that, you know? (laughs) Something that all y'all kind of do. I think if she had been on trial now. She wouldn't have gone to jail, mm-hmm. but I think at the right, time, exactly. like when it had happened, like that is definitely what the reaction was because it was like more of a big deal. Now we got like anybody can do anything. Oh my god! Right it doesn't yeah. matter. They are out here. Like they are out here just it's like a wild west. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like what do we think of Cheon? <laughs> I mean, if she does more songs, oh, yeah. like, she's a singer. If she does more songs like "Knock," yeah. I think that she she has a real chance. Me too. You know, that seems to be like her, like she found her kind of lane. That seems yeah. to be, you know, what she should stick to. And the creative and stuff like that. I agree, but like that never happens. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> they literally never stick to that words. I don't get it. You, you are not wrong. It don't make no sense. I don't make no sense at all. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> Don't make no sense. Okay. Are you gonna go from seven hundred copies sold to ten thousand with the concept of sound to look that works, and then the next thing you do is the complete opposite of that, and then you wonder why? Uh, just anybody, oh, okay. like B two B, for example, when Wow, you know when they did like New Jack Swing kind of album, that is like one of the best K pop albums, EPs, whatever ever made. You know, they found their sound, their look, everything. And then the next comeback after that was Thriller. And it was like complete opposite of that. You know, they were going like the horror route. It didn't work. And then it was just like, I mean, but they found their, they found their other lane with doing ballads because, you know, 2 a.m. wasn't around and nobody, no other boy group was trying to do that. Right. So like B2B, like that, that was like the, like, the main kind of concept that comes to my I mean that kind of relates to the paper that I wrote too and stuff like that. Um, well, yeah. Really but they're like the B2B. biggest one. I feel like we we should do like a a, a Patreon episode on like you know groups that, that fun, like, most of us are not aware of. Like maybe older groups and stuff too. So I don't really right. know. I mean the thing about me 
the thing about me is like when k-pop is that like a lot of the groups that i know of are like groups that i like was there for debut yeah like because i guess like for me like being interested in music i'm in a way always looking for like what's out there what's new? and yeah. so then i'll like see like oh this new group is debuting or they're about to debut and then i'll just i'll check it out just to see like you know kind of like what their kind of sound is their concept you know their visuals and a lot of the times it's something that speaks to me and i like it but then as time goes on things change and i kind of like drift away from it yeah. uh, you know from the group and things like that but i am still able to like kind of speak about more so like their early years yes. so i mean like b2b i was there for debut bts Blackpink somewhat in a roundabout way. <laughs> Icon, I was there for debut because they went through those two survival shows. Yes. Monster X. Oh, oh they God. did? Um, was it Zero? With, um, uh, who was on that track? It was it was for that Mer- No Mercy when they went, and I think when they formed a group for the first time. Oh, what was that song called? I think I, yeah, think I kind young, of remember. Right? I think the song was there. called Young. That was a sick song, not gonna lie. Um, I think so. But yes. Okay. Well. Well, on and off, I was there for debut. For- Miss A. Miss A. Miss A was the oh, <laughs> first really K-pop dance. Yeah. That was like the first K-pop like dance that I learned because it was easy. It was like, I, like, I can't do what these boys are doing. They're doing way too much for me. <laughs> but, like, Miss A was just right, even though, you know, Min was out here you doing the splits every five seconds. And I was like... Me. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> who, who else? I like for one S's debut. I like one S. They're cute. Kira. Yeah. Was, I was there for all that. <laughs> well, the only debut that I remember is Tomorrow by Together. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. nice. I mean, so you can speak about, like, it. a new, like, a third. I don't remember, no, like, none of the people who I like, I don't remember. I they wasn't around when they debuted. Like, Shiny, I wasn't around. NCT even debuted before I was around. Like, it's really just Tomorrow By Together. And I mean, yeah, it's I, all I remember is, like, liking their song. But feeling like they were ripping BTS off and then growing up and realizing, no, they're completely different from BTS and actually better in several ways. Um, I wasn't that impressed by EXO's debut. Not gonna lie. Oh, but she said something really controversial. They took a while to like find it. It was Mama, they took a while to find their kind of strike. It was underwhelming. It was too much. I mean, it was just like they were trying to do way too much, like with the story, and like it was just too much. It was just really. You mean like Espa? I like, I was like, this is not the 90s. This is not the 90s. In the 90s, that's how K pop was in the 90s, a little bit, early 2000s. I was like, no, this is a whole different time era. Y'all need to catch up. Y'all need to do, y'all need to do it differently. Excellent, boy. 
was really interesting because that was I wasn't around after for that. Two of their only other girl groups lost members, so everyone was like, "Oh, they're trying to they're trying to distract us when this right. happens." Right? Yes. Yeah. I can't believe once upon a time I used to be so into Gal Seven and BTS. Wait, I was there I for the for Dog Seven too. Debut, but, uh, when Dog oh Seven debuted, I was like, "Ooh, this looks rough." The song was everybody hated that song. They hated. Oh, they girls, wrote them them early. What was that debut song? Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, that was that song? yes, really? yes. They got yeah, that's so terrible. Much, got so much hate. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's, it would be easy. It would be like easy to be like, oh yeah, you know, Shiny had the greatest debut Absolutely. of all time, and like, but and, and to say something after that to be like, oh, but that's like not hard to do. I I disagree though. I think replay is just good. Like I don't think it was good because girls, girls, girls was bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no. I think it was a good, good song. Like most groups don't have good debut songs. Like I feel like that's just a trend. In what was twice? No, Cheer up. Wow, wow. no it was uh, yeah. We don't know, but JYP like their girl groups like they're they're like heavy hitters at debut. They're always having uh, heavy know. hitters when at debut. When that drops, I was there. When that drops, like a lot of people are like, "Ooh, it's okay," but like, ooh. it wasn't really until what like, was it? You said the song was called like, what? Ooh, ah, ooh. They were like oh. like can. Like they were like sure they were like they were like like high school girls during a zombie apocalypse. There's like the, there's like a video game that it kind of reminds me of. It's like Candy Pop Zombie. I mean, something like that. It's like this high school girl. She has a chainsaw. And she's like killing zombies. It's like so. That's what that's what their debut reminds me of because it's like in that kind of like very like upbeat kind of tone, even though everything around it's like. In ruins. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's, just, that's the thing. They're supposed to be like the bright light because these men make them feel like ooh ah ooh ah. And I was like, but Chewie's literally like fourteen. What's going on here, Jimmy? He's in tracks. Right. It was just the start. It's just a, right. it's just more of the seeds being planted for Absolutely. new genes Absolutely. to you know come around. And now we got baby monster and be called babysitter um they're 20 year old member is literally their babysitter at this point. i would quit so fast <laughs> i was like i already i already have siblings that i'm taking care of i was like i'm not doing this for somebody else's kids training and then them being like yeah so this is your group and your group these are the members and this oh this is a 14 year old or a 13 year old or whatever like i would just be like ooh, i don't i'm 20 like how how does this work like what are our like even red velvet right now like not so much now but I remember when yuri got added and it was like such a weird age gap between her and i yes. we like they can't yes. do stuff because yuri is still young but they can't do baby stuff because Irene's an old lady. So it was like really strange. Like you can't, like, you, gotta be very, <laughs> you gotta be cognizant of like what the ages are, you know? Yeah, and like the concepts yeah. too. I mean, things like like dumb dumb kind of like that kind of like worked out right. for them, right. you know, and things like that. But then, you know, as I got older, yeah, and that kind of makes sense that you say that because they kind of did do more like the red kind of concepts as opposed After to the velvet. She came in, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I was more interested in the Velvet concepts, honestly, because I guess that's kind of more, more towards my, like, style, yeah. I guess. Not saying that, you know, I'm like, I like, oh, I hate the KQ concept. I don't, I don't. But generally, like, I tend to lean more towards, like, the Velvet kind of concepts. So I was kind of wondering, like, 
why are we getting all these red concepts like one right after the other? But my my mm-hmm. other theory, my little conspiracy, is that they added Yuri because they knew that have they couldn't have Joy as the maknae. Joy was just Joy is just like too sexy to be the maknae of Red Velvet. Like there's just no way. So they were like, oh, we need to bring somebody new in this group, somebody who actually looks like a child. Like we need we need to balance it out. Because Wendy and Sophie were just I don't even think I know what Yuri looks like. It's okay. You don't need to. I mean, like, <laughs> okay. she did not add a single thing to that group. So it's fine. I mean, you say that in past Red Velvet is I mean, they're on tour, they're doing stuff. <laughs> They're million sellers too. Yeah. Anyways, so that's the episode, guys. Um, All right. Yeah. I bet you liked it. It was kind of chaotic, but you know, this was like, I said at the beginning, this is a catch up episode because, you know, I was gone for a bit. You know, Jade's been getting that paper. Uh, we all been working hard and, you know, living life. And so we haven't really had a regular episode in a while. So, you know, we hope that you had fun and that you check out our Patreon. If you can, obviously, we know times are tough, but the support is always helpful. And if you can't, you know, it's a simple like, comment, share would suffice. We'll put the poll up. What was the poll question? I can't remember. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> we can make one of We can. Yeah, let's say what what's the real reason that Yuri <laughs> got into Red Velvet? No, you know what? There was a question on Twitter that went around like now that fourth gen is over, what is the best debut song from a fourth gen? Fourth gen is not that's, over. That's let's first and foremost. Maybe that should be the question. Oh, it is the yeah, maybe that's the question. Is fourth gen over? It's not over. Is fourth gen over? Because I feel like I feel like we have to when we look at generations, we gotta look at more than just what are the trends and the styles and who's right. like emulating them. And we have to look at like time as well, because second gen feels like it spanned a million years. And then third gen, I believe was what, 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah, if you didn't yeah, yeah. around there up until about 2017, 2018, I would even, I'd even push it and say 2019 up until around 2019 era, you're third gen to me. And then like I, I, the marker of fourth gen to me is tomorrow by together, which would have been 2019. I agree. They were like the first. I agree. I, I agree with that. For a long ass time. Wow. Because they always keep coming back, right. you know, like the group, like the groups now, like they're doing like three comebacks a year, in a year right. and stuff like that. And it seems like so much longer than it actually is. That makes sense. I mean, well, Jay, the K pop historian, agrees with me, so I yeah. must be right. I, I, yeah, that, that, that kind of tracks, you know, because I think that sometimes when they talk about these generations, that they're like, there's a couple clear beginning and end from the previous right. one but that's like no like third gen kind of started when second gen was still around like there can be that kind of like crossover like quote-unquote like transition period now the thing i kind of don't agree with is like when they say like transitional groups and they're like oh well, this group is like 2.5 i was like well it makes sense to me in a way because what is 21 i feel like there's a difference i feel like the, the k-pop sphere was different in a sense it was similar but it wasn't i feel like there is like fx versus snsd you know what i mean like i think that there's like I, there definitely is like a 2.5 feel in there somewhere just like 
But it's still two. It's but there's still, still the no, two. There's still technically two. But it's like, but I, yeah, kind of, you know, like that's kind of. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that point, and maybe that should maybe should be more like the distinction of like you know early middle and gen yes. of the groups as opposed to like the second gen or like you know 2.5 because they're like okay but they can like they're still mainly operating in a like second gen kind of mindset or business, or model, business or whatever. model or yeah but then you know like they're starting the trends or like the foundation for the third gen group. And maybe that's like why they're like 2.5, but I'm like, if they're mainly operating in one generation over the other, they need to go to that generation. But also but too, just- though, when you talk about actual like generations, millennials, like 80s millennials versus 90s millennials, like really different kind of beasts, right? So I do feel like it's fair to, to kind of like split the gen in that sense. Um, which is why I do also, I also do believe that for Jen is not over. I think it's still continuing right now. We're seeing definitely. They just want to be the first. Like whoever is like they're just like, oh, they just want to be the first fifteen. Yeah, groups in a way. Yeah, so in a way that they they too can like claim like, oh, they have the highest sell, you know, of yeah. And I mean just like, oh like what are we like like we're kind of and and also too, it's easy it's easier when you're not comparing yourself with fourth right. generation because fourth generation groups are, um, you know, wildly successful, they're particularly if you're a girl group. They're like, like you're competing, you have so much competition. Right. right, exactly. You're like, you better sell a million or you're like considered a flaw. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Yeah. We, oh my we literally goodness. had, like, in one of our episodes, we talked about that one group that they got disbanded because they didn't sell, what, 25K in like yeah. the first. Triple S, and it's just like, are y'all for real? Like now, you need ten thousand to go platinum. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's it. That's all you need. Ten thousand. Like what? And twenty thousand? I mean, but again, I guess in a way, here in the West, like even you know, some people struggle to get even that. You know, it's not talking like any like new artist is somebody that's been established and you know they have a career and you know. But I mean, that's a whole different. Mm, it's a whole different yeah but you know like album sales are a different beast now because like look at sister sister like legendary forever but their album sales were dis- abysmal it just they had the singles mm-hmm. they had the strength of their singles and the strength of their their talents right but nowadays it's like it, it no matter you could be the best like the most talented group on the planet if you don't sell that million copy you're a flop it's, yeah, oh. it's just like it's crazy. I don't. Well, yeah, but I mean, but like, sister was like a singles artist. Yeah, I mean, you Big Bang used to like be one too. Like they Big Bang and mm-hmm. you know, all the YG groups used to be like single artists. You know, it's not mm-hmm. so black think really that they became album artists. So because right. they they made the money off the singles, they didn't really need to off the album. Um, the same thing. Right, SME right. was like more about albums than they were singles. Album, yeah, so like yeah. it was a balance. Like they had a balance. Like that, they didn't really speak about, but like we knew there was a balance in the industry. That's why people fans are less crazy in in kind of like in our era because like we knew we understood how things work. You know, we understood where everybody's strength was, and everybody had their own strength. Now it's like it's everybody for themselves, man. There's too many groups. One, they're like a billion groups. It's hard to keep track of them, and everybody's on tour. Nobody, not a lot of people have really successful tours, but they all be on tour doing stuff. I mean, especially here in the West, like it's it's even like for like non like Korean, it's just tough. It's especially if you don't have like kind of like 
Western support, like yeah. here in America, like if you don't have, because like Kylie Minogue is a perfect example, you know, it took her how long to finally like have a tour here. And it was like back in like 2009. And even then it like barely made a profit. You know, and this is Kylie Minogue, Kylie you know, Mendo. she's like, she's like, yes. like, yeah, she's wow. like, you know, Madonna's equivalent, you know, like in a way, like Beyonce's equivalent, you know, for the time period that she was really popular right. in. And then you're talking like she can't even sell out, you know, like a 10K venue here in the States. It's like she had mega hits. Right. You know, she, you know, Fever, it was like, what? is one of the best albums, like, of all time. Shout out to Ocean. That's a great song. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And confide in me. Confide in me is my favorite. Song. That is the song. song. Oh my goodness! Yes. Yes. Uh, Missed the opportunity for the James Bond series. Oh my god! Yes. Was, oh my goodness! They really missed the mark on that one. But anyways, <laughs> dear listeners, so we're gonna put the poll up. Do you think fourth gen is over? Like, yes. And let us know if no. you guys have any ideas of like the the generational breakdown. Maybe the poll should be like, what year did fourth gen start, or I mean, what year did fourth gen end? Okay. Maybe okay. that and should then, be. So it should be like we should list like years. we should list basically the past three years, and then the last one should be it's yeah, still going. That's what we'll do. Okay. Perfect. All right, guys. So yeah, we had a great time. Once again, we have a Patreon. If you can't support us, it's $3 a month. You get hella, hella content. We're always trying to have fun. We got to do some more games. Guys, I was telling Ash earlier, we got to do some Uno and we got to do Among Us. Oh I my gosh. Watching. I don't know. And that thing took forever. I like, I, that was and you literally taught it to me as we played and my superior skills just manifested i'm sorry guys i just i'm really good that took like four hours of our lives that was like what like (laughs) one six of the day that we spent playing and that was only like one game too like i (laughs) i've been watching rdc world love them guys and Mm -hmm. i've been watching them play are you serious i need to look at their videos i'm actually i haven't been watching basketball but i've been following basketball through their skits so that's, yeah, that's been like basically my last week. They had this one skit where they had Burleazy dress up as. Never mind, I can't say that one. <laughs> no, but that one was funny. I, I also really like their all of their anime, and anime ones too. House? Like, and they, anime yeah, anime house. And I, I like the one where they were, where they were, they were like, like which anime would you want to yeah. live in? <laughs> I like that one. That was a good one. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Yes, please. Oh my goodness. They they <laughs> actually think they're gonna be killing this. <laughs> they're gonna be first no, one eight up. You're not gonna be Levi. Tell me why I got spoiled on the ending of the manga. I'm so so pissed. I don't wanna I, well, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I the person perpetrated is You know what's funny? So. Like we have spent so much time trying to not spoil you. Like purposely trying to not spoil you all these long years and for the so for that to happen it really does suck reminds me when i spoiled the hunger games for somebody but the way they were talking about it no the way that they were talking about it and the information that they were telling me was like they know the ending and then when i said what i said and they looked at me i was like oh damn they didn't get to that part i feel so bad 
<laughs> I felt so bad, but I did feel tricked because I was like, they're talking like really, you know, things that are like deep in the story and like, you know, like what's going on. And then, you know, I was like, oh yeah, when this happened and they were like, what? And I was like, so anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. um, don't spoil people, guys. Please don't spoil people. But yeah, as I said, I've been watching their videos a lot and now I want to play some more Uno because it seemed like a lot of fun. Um, oh my goodness. But we'll find one of those Unos where like maybe like it's a time deck or something like that so we can have fun. But we also got to do Among Us because I've been watching them play Among Us and it was like, so much us. fun. But we got to get more people. We, we are like, like five years late to the, the bandwagon, but... but... We, I feel like some. I feel like with stuff like that. No, they're still making edits like of like, it. They're still like. I know, I know, but like with stuff like Among Us, though, it's like it, when it goes out of style, you all you got to do is wait like two or three years, and it'll come right back in style. And I think we're at the right point, like where in a couple of maybe like in the like next six months to a year, it'll come right back. Okay. In style. I mm-hmm. think we're at that. But we'll be at that point because it's like twenty twenty three, right? Like no, actually, so that's yeah. As I said, our Patreon, we're always doing fun, fun things, and we hope you guys enjoy the content. There's so much of it. They just did a review of Espa's Welcome to My World, and a new segment as well, too, about TikTok, which is cool, because I don't have TikTok. I'm, like, one of the only people on the planet who doesn't have TikTok, so I'll be learning something new (laughs) when I listen to it. But yes, as I said, $3 a month. If you can't, you know, support us in that way, like, comment, you know, share, that'd be great because it does help other people find us as well. Shout outs, guys. Any shout outs before we go? Shout out to us. We're all here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At various times. Shout outs to, um, yeah, shout out to us. Oh man, I had like a big shout out in my head and then it went away. I just want to say shout out to, I have so many favorite actors right now, but all the big booby ones. Shout out to oh. Halle Berry <laughs> for pulling off The Little Mermaid. And I say this as somebody who's only watched it like purely through like Twitter reactions, <laughs> but I did hear her performance and it was great. And I hate to do this. I know Nat is going to roast me for so many years, but I got to do it. And this is controversial, but shout out to Shonda Rhimes because Queen Charlotte was really good. It was really good. I was not expecting it to be good, but it was. And I get why people had critiques. I totally understand those critiques, but I think I think what it did otherwise was good because I love a period piece and it's hard to find any particularly good ones, especially since like stuff like, like Romeo and Juliet got canceled, right? Or like we don't have our, is it Arthur? No, Merlin. We don't have Merlin. So I I needed something from like middle or well, that's Victorian ages. But like before we had electricity. The Georgian era. Yes. Sure. (laughs) The Georgian Uh, era. I have no comment on that because Shonda Rams can kiss my ass. But uh, yeah, I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I mean, happiness is a good thing, especially in these dark times. Any other? Wait, what is it about Shonda Rhimes that people hate? I know that she, the way she writes dark characters are she like. She writes black, black women in a very, very angry, derogatory, unhappy. But the crazy thing way. is, is like a lot of the, her shows, a lot of her shows recently, she doesn't write them. She just produces, like she's just, she just finances them. So when people say that, yeah. I'm like, it's not really her here's writing the them, worst though. part. So, so the like, author, Julia what? Quinn, famously has in the past because she's known she's known for doing you know like these reading oh yeah she said she can't write black people right she cannot write black women black people because she writes happy books 
But as soon as the checks came in, what? As soon as the checks came in, kind of disease. He was like, but, "Okay, I can write black people now because the checks are telling me that we're." I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to huff some copium real quick because I just gotta say. But she's not the one that writes the show either. Yes, based off of her book, but like shows have their own writers who are all on strike right now. Shout outs to the writers yeah, that are on strike. <laughs> but like they have their own writers. And I think we need to like really understand who, like for example, when we talk about these K-pop songs, we need to understand who's like really behind them. And, and we do that. So like we look and we say, oh, that's a Kinsey song, right? Like we're not gonna like, you know, we're gonna analyze it a little differently when we know the the talent behind it and i think we should look to do that same thing with films and and series and i feel like the reason why we don't do that is because there's so many people involved in one show that then like we get confused of well, can we watch this because is it problematic whereas with music you can easily be like oh no jay-z wrote that like i'm pretty sure that julia quinn wrote, she this, wrote the script for this she wrote she the wrote script this, i'm pretty sure for queen charlotte that. Let me look it up because I remember seeing her. Well, it says, if she did, then it I. It's written by Shonda Rhimes. Okay, so. I'm on. Yeah. It says yeah, Shonda's the showrunner. Well, so. it's a story by and written by for the episodes. Um, but I had seen an interview where Julia was well, talking about how when she wrote it, she didn't have like much input, I think, from Shonda. Well, no, she had a lot of input from Shonda because she's never written from different, these types of perspectives. But Shonda wasn't, like, on her about it. Like, that's what I'd see. Maybe it was a different um, Bridgerton thing because, you know, the whole Bridgerton series now is, like, a thing. But from what I, I understood... Oh, was- yeah, yeah, Shonda did. So, uh, correction. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes is the showrunner and writer, according to Wikipedia. Not sure how, like reliable that is but i don't know how y'all feel about shonda rhymes i feel about queen charlotte specifically that it was good in what it was trying to do obviously there's problematic elements of it that you're just gonna get that i hate to say it you're just gonna get that but yeah anyway so i say specifically shout out to queen charlotte maybe not shout out to shonda rhymes that's not what i was trying to shout out also shout out to like the actors because i think they did a really good job and one of them was like 19 when she, like the, the lead actress, she was 19 when she filmed it. So shout outs to her for being so talented. Yeah, Hello. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to do any more shout outs. Y'all just, just I didn't, didn't say nothing. Um, I don't really have no more shout outs. I mean, shout outs to Aaron Yeager. Yeah. I mean, that's my, my day one. Always got to shout him out. I don't think there's any other... And people are disappointing, so I can't really <laughs> shout out humans. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is oh, you know what? Shout out to the Thailand Move Forward Party. Thailand just had its election, and the Progressive Party won. They're the Move Forward Party. It's the leader of the party is like this guy who graduated from Harvard, and he's like really progressive and like really wants to like change their healthcare system. He wants to like socialize everything and like okay. you know basically also that because thailand also has like a military what do you call it it's like it's like so they have a constitutional monarchy oh sorry like an enlistment kind of thing same thing like no well yeah they have mandatory they do have mandatory (laughs) enlistment but they have so it's like britain but also the military has a lot of power as well I forgot exactly what they call it, the name for it is, but basically, like the military can just like disappear you, <laughs> like in Thailand, they can just disappear oh, wow. you. So they're trying to like overthrow the military government that actually is there illegally because there was a coup. They they did a coup on like the person who rightfully won back in I think like twenty. 
2014, 2013. Like it was, it was like a decade ago. But the point is, is like this party's, you know, trying to do the right thing and, you know, get Thailand's economy back on track, especially since there's like a lot of like homeless population as well as like things like social issues, like gay marriage, like things like that, you know, which is really, really good. So. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Wow. That is, I didn't know they were still doing, do like an Asian history I didn't know they were still doing coups, to be honest. They were still doing coups? Well, I mean, France, didn't France literally just do a coup recently? Well, I mean, Am I tripping? Didn't America literally just have a coup? I mean, they tried. No, we haven't had a coup. They tried. I mean, for it to be a coup, it has to be successful. Yeah. But even culturally, they're not successful because if you look at like the like polling on top issues, like right, like stuff like for example, abortion. Most of the states support abortion rights. You know what I mean? Even when we look at a lot of the stuff that's going on in Florida, that's like honestly really isolated incidents. Like so many Americans do not support what's happening in Florida. And don't get me wrong, there are like lots of people who do, but that's like a very small but loud part of the Republican base. Anyway, we're getting way wow. too deep into yes. the politics. Yes. Um, we can talk about it another time. If you want my end does politics, let us know in the comments. Anyways, any other shout outs? <laughs> oh, one of the guys, one of the guys who was ca- uh, casted <laughs> In um Green Charlotte, who played in Bridgerton, his name is Huge Sax. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all marinate on that. <laughs> All right, yes. Any more? Uh, Jay, Ash, any shout outs? Oh, uh, Ash, shout outs. Any uh, shout outs to Legend of Zelda that came out the past week? Oh, I and, heard about that, and it's an awesome game. So yes, that's on my list. Did you Mario movie? I did. I, I have not seen cute. it yet. I took my cousin's kid. It was really, it was so nostalgic. I want to see it, but I just can't get over Mario's flat booty. It's just too much like, for me. Movie, though, <laughs> it's really too many made shots. for everybody who was born in like the 80s slash early 90s. Like it is a nostalgia trip. I like, I know there was a plot. Well, I can't. I know there was a plot, but like for me, it really was just like, hmm. even the music was from the 80s. Like it literally like, I was there with a 14 year old and she was like, I kind of get it, but I don't. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And the, the people behind us, it was like the dad and his kids. He was explaining things as they popped up. <laughs> it was really like, oh, you know what? One more, one more shout out that, oh, no, oh sorry. No, no. Sorry, Nick. No. I'll see you. I was say one more shout out that I can't believe we forgot. Shout out to our family, Ben Diesel, <laughs> Ludacris, Tyrese, the rest of y'all, I'm not going to shout y'all out. You know why, Michelle Rodriguez. But I just want to shout out to our family. We're we going to be out here for Fast X. Nat going to bring the camcorder and record the bootleg. <laughs> and we're going to pass them out. You remember when you... Y'all remember, y'all remember when people used to pass out the bootleg Tyler Perry plays on the, they used to burn them on CDs? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we don't do that I mean, I remember, like, when people used to actually bring camcorders into the theaters. Like, you would literally be watching bootleg. Yeah. People would be walking up in front of the, the, the camera and just like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so terrible. But it makes. Like, you was always taking a gamble on a bootleg, it was honey. spicy. Always fun. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah. any other shout- Oh, you know what I meant to say? I have never understood how to play Legend of Zelda. Like, I just 
I don't know why. You just walk and you cook food and you do okay, stuff. I got, yeah, you solve puzzles. So I have, like, you know, the reissued Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I have both of those, right? And the Super Nintendo one comes with Legend of Zelda. And honestly, I tried to play it. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I just, I just don't. I'm walking around. There's a lot of grass. What is, what is even going on? So that might be a game we have to play or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Oh, wait, wait. Shout outs for me. Shout outs to us. Oh. Shout outs to the listeners. Sorry <laughs> that, you know, this episode has been chaotic, but you know, well we're that's what we do best, I think. We we thrive in the chaos. We make points in the chaos. A shout out Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Shout out to Giselle from Espa, who continues to not dance or move like everybody else it's very it's, it's honestly every time i watch her performances i just narrow in on giselle because i know the other, the other three girls are dancing their asses off and giselle's just there she's vibing she's chilling i respect it i feel like she's anti-capitalist shout out to europe i just came from you kind of ghetto i'm not gonna lie sorry to some of the <laughs> european how are you just not realizing I mean, this well i mean the first time i went to Europe was last year at Portugal and Portugal was lovely. This time I went to Ireland, Scotland and and England and Oh cuz yeah. you you went to fake Europe. Yeah. You didn't go to yeah. real Europe. You went to that island. Yeah. Uh, I will say Edinburgh loved you. We'll we'll definitely be coming to you again. But uh, I like to, you know what? Give them their props. I'm gonna give them their props because they were really nice. You need to go to Glasgow. No, I went to I went to Edinburgh. I'm gonna go to Glasgow next. Yeah, I know. I said you yeah, need yeah. to go to oh, okay. Glasgow. Yeah. That way you can meet Richard Madden. Oh, I, I I'd love to see their concert, the outside concert. They always seem like a lot of fun. But London. Ooh, especially during we were there for the coronation girl. It was a lot. They had a really good crap though. Shout out to the crap. Shout out to RDC World. I've been watching a lot of your videos. I love it. Love you, Mark. And shout out to Naruto. I'm still watching Naruto. Shout out to Shikamaru. That's okay. why. Okay, so now it's starting to make sense. First, you because you started talking about Naruto a couple episodes ago. Now you talking about RDC World, so it's starting to come together. Anime House. I'm piecing it yeah, together. I Anime House because of them. <laughs> Um, because because of this, this this scene when what's his name Yusuke from um, Yu Hakusho was like looking at Sakura like all outraged. She's like, I don't even watch Naruto, and I know Sasuke don't fuck with you, and mostly because of that line because that was funny and also true. But it's also just a really good show. Like, it's a really good series. Even though, even though Light does take up too much of it, and I hate Light because, he, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm not going to give any spoilers. But, you know. Light is a go. weird character, though. I had, to, yeah. I had to drop Death Note. Just You're talking about Light Yagami, right? Yeah. 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 But anyways, yeah. Shout out to Shikaro. Oh, yeah. But anyways, yes. That's us, guys. If you... I don't really have actually anything else to say. I think I've said it all. Sorry. Have a great night, guys. Yeah, you did. Bye. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.